Get in, buckle up, and come for a ride with the Hoonatics. Cars, bikes, and anything else with an engine in it. Let's go. A Snap-on franchise is a tool to your freedom, and we currently have franchise opportunities available across Australia. Snap-on have the best brands in the industry, a supportive network with exclusive training, as well as financing options to get you on the road. Are you ready to drive your own success? Visit snaponfranchises.com.au or call 1800 762-766 for more information. We will definitely do a post-produced version of this one for quality, YouTube. Quality, quality, go. Okay, today we are talking about lesser-known quirky Holden cars, and uh, we're not going to talk about all the sad, sooky demise of Holden, and we're not going to talk about no. the coronavirus and toilet paper and no. all that sort of stupid stuff. No. We have our good friends here, Colin Baker, former president of the Commodore Crazy Car Club from Excuse me. back in the day. It's actually El Presidente. It's not he was. former yeah, president. He was. <laughs> it was another lifetime ago, but yeah, and absolutely. Dave Garage of Awesome Carey here, um, a.k.a. Mr. O'Rough Street Machine, Shannon's car nerd, bit of an awesome beardy kind of dude. Thank you very much for that, Mark. That's so, not a bad intro. Yeah, and then we've got Jason, who's just some bloke. And then we have the one-armed bandit of Mark yes, Boxer. yes. So he's seen obviously the video had a, on a TV. personal pleasure accident at home by himself in a quiet room somewhere that he then masks as a motorbike <laughs> accident. Don't think he can sell it any other way than what it actually was. Well, he was actually no, pretty no. quick at putting the footage up about it. Oh, too, wasn't, wasn't it? Wasn't it just? Have the footage. You yeah, know, I've yeah. got the cool record of I'm stuck in the bath. I've had an accident. I'm like, all right, I'll come around and see you. So, you know, mate, I've told you use Vite. Only on certain parts of your body, all right? Okay, just knock it off. This is what all I have right? to deal with yeah, yeah. every yeah, single yeah, time yeah. I'm in here. So <clears throat> the reason we've gone live on this one is because we know there's a lot of Holden fans out there, there is. and people that <clears throat> know all sorts of quirky stories. So we might pick up on a few comments here and there, but it's cool to go live because then when people can engage with us as we're going. Well, it's all about Holden at the moment. Everybody's talking about Holden, but we thought we would do a different podcast. So yeah. if you want to sort of give us the overview of what we're going to do with this one. Well, I mean, we all know... Like have a pretty like as car nerds, we've got a pretty broad knowledge of all of the Holden, and, and like I like to think that I know the difference between an FV and an FC and all those sort of things. So that, you know, if you've got that level of Holden knowledge, you're, you're pretty good. But then it goes like way deeper with all of the really weird and rare prototypes and small number models, and then the oddball ones that were genuine manufactured cars that went out on the market. We were talking about yesterday. Yep. Um. So. What we're going to do is that you and I are going to be quiet and we're going to let these guys do it all and we're just going to throw between and and basically I'm just going to be kicking you under the table every time you with, take With your on. working appendages? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No broken legs. All right, well, so, well, well, let's just jump into it. Colin, open the book of love and what's the first well, car you want to talk about? Well, yeah, there was so much talk recently with the release of the ZB and about yeah. the fact that this car was a European car. And they but used that ZB name, didn't they? They, they used the Commodore. But anyway, let's flick the clock back to 1978. Good times, big flares, big collars on T-shirts, and we have this absolutely amazing car dropped on our shores that didn't really work. So they had to get a bunch of GM engineers out, and they reworked the car. They threw a trusty old 202 under the bonnet, and we ended up with the VB Commodore. And uh, from my memory, it was a European-designed vehicle, but am I right in thinking the European version was a little bit smaller 
than what we had. I think the body size of the car was pretty much as it was from was it? from Europe. But uh, um, Peter Hannenberger, aka Handlingberger, as they called him back yeah. in the day, was the the really driving force between bringing over this European suspension that just didn't work in our climate and implementing the RTS or Dave, the radial tune suspension. Yeah. Although you know the badge existed before it did. Yeah, there yeah. was there's a GM badge that had hiding somewhere, and they just busted out and went, "What's going to work here?" Well, I think it was you know they worked out the HQ handle really badly. Hannenberger fixed the HQ and oh, yeah. tried to make that not understeer, which <coughs> it was yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the time we got to the VB, we ended up with a car which could belt over the Australian terrain and uh, really move you know Aussie families around. There's the thing about this car is it was small. Um, yeah. The body was the same size as the as the German one. Um, we got the, um, the you know, the, the window designers, um, you know how like in the VK, they had a six window design mm. where they had the, the C-pillars ended up with yes. some extra glass. Give the illusion of more space. Exactly right. Well, Opal had that from the outset, mm. and uh, but they would couple that with a six cylinder as the Senator, I reckon mm. it was. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas uh, ours, um, the, the version of the VB Commodore over in Europe had a much shorter nose and it yep. was a four cylinder. Mm. Yes. So what they did is couple the six cylinder nose with the four-cylinder body and that's where we got the VB and then updated it with the um, uh, later gla- well, the glass house that was there since day one mm. um, for the VK quite late in the process too but well, again illusion of space not actual space and the interesting thing about that car was the fact that the Europeans had designed it for a six-cylinder petrol motor yeah. and it's rocked up here and we've gone nah mate Straight away. <laughs> Let's give her a Can, can I just throw in a, a, a stupid Jason tangent here? Um, I'm doing his job for him, but um, do you think they named it VB because they really like the tins. beer? They, they <laughs> brought out that Malachite the beer came green, out I think it was. Well, well, if we, we have a good look at this lovely rendition that we've got here, which is the the marketing photographs that were from yes. this fantastic book. Is that from Lang Lang? Yeah. Um, I reckon, be. yeah, that's a Lang Lang shot, so that's up around the, the bowl there. It sounds crazy. People Familiarity breeds contempt, which is something about um, all the cars we see on our road. You know, you see an, a busted-ass VT with no paint and a suspension sitting like that, and you think, what a shitbox. Mm-hmm. But there was a point when it was brand new and not necessarily worldwide cutting edge, but certainly Australian cutting edge. And that car there, like, people, were, their minds were blown. That's yeah. got all these Mercedes-Benz kind of... This, Mercedes-Benz kind of I design mean, motifs in the does seating. does any better than yeah. crushed That's red velvet so much. Can you so go back to the second page, so right? Burgundy. Because, because as an impressionable young guy, we all have different opinions on mm. things, okay? And I, I've always thought one thing about these cars. Now, next page on. Next page on. This picture is an interesting picture here, right? And I want to talk about the front end on this one because I think there was something else going on right about at this point in time as well. Mm. Yes, that was the style that was coming out of out of the UK. But I always thought as an impressionable teenager that that had a bit of a certain Mad Max front, you know, Ada Sportive nose cone. You had to drop the MM in, right? Oh, yeah. Right? And when you look at that... The Monza. Yeah, when you look at that. And Holden are probably sitting there going, oh, right, okay, so you've got the coupe and everybody loves that car? Well, cop this. Mm. Right? And the other thing I just want to point out is the HQ Holden, from my memory was the second best-selling model mm-hmm. in Holden history, right? Mm-hmm. Look how thin no, the no. A-pillars first, mm-hmm. first on best that. 485,000 right? of those things were sold. And, mm. and, and, and Australian public went from these big bulky A-pillars to these very small A-pillars because you could see more and have better windows. Holden got it right. Mm. They got that car right. right. And, you know, firstly, it, it didn't actually really sell that well. Um, it took a while, but once old uh, PB jumped in the car and said, I'm going to thrash this thing around the country on the 79 Round Australia Rally, and absolutely wiped the slate with the Peugeots and the Mazdas and all the rest of those types well, of cars. Just, got some credit. just before we move on, there was a reason why it didn't sell really well. You're going from HZ Holden mm-hmm. to, to, to VB Commodore. You're going from this big to this big. Well, we almost ended up with the WB Kingswood, didn't we? Yeah. yeah and yeah. there is that uh, taxi pack sitting up Which there. Which is the, the great segue to our next car.
Well, it is saying. indeed. I mean, I, I just wanted to, you know, this this was cutting edge at the time. Let's not forget about this version. <laughs> yeah, guys, tell me about that. Yeah. No, 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 we'll leave that one. But yeah, it's uh, you can keep your Fours own INX because this shit's rare. <laughs> yeah. um, look Come on, you're going to tell everyone what the engine was called. Uh, really... um, Starfire it was, Mark yeah. Boxer. Uh, Starfire. Effectively a cut down to it too. <laughs> yeah. and, and the best part of Starfire, does anyone remember? Uh, Taking you it could out. use the Conrods, uh, they were A9X Conrods, so they, they were strong as fuck. Yeah. Next one, what we've got coming up is uh, a little bit of an interesting one coming out of, um, uh, uh, you know, the Segway is, is obviously a very interesting vehicle that you're about to mention, Dave. You don't know which one it is, though, do you? No, I do, no. I do. Do you? Okay, yeah. well, I mean, I look, I, I brought a pile. One thing I was going to mention is, that, as I said, familiarity breeds contempt, and I, I'm not the world's biggest fan of, like, the HK Monaro. I find them kind of, they're not common, because, but, you know, obviously more people want one than have one, and that's why the values are ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but uh, between my two sort of professions, I've seen plenty of them. But then when I did a bit of research for Street Machine Magazine and did a, did a history of them, you know, I found some really interesting stuff. Now, here's a clay model. It's almost a final um, of the... Uh, of the, of the uh, Looks very HK. South African, doesn't it? Well, it's got the square yeah. headlights, which is quite like the Opal Diplomat. Um, uh, but what it is, is, what I found really fascinating is, you don't realise this, but those wheel arches, like, they, they, they're blistered. To, and they've got a chrome strip around them, certainly on the GDS. And that sort of stuff was all Oldsmobile stuff. That was Oldsmobile Toronado. That was the, the yeah. exact same wheel arches as the Toronado. Um, and the guy who designed those wheel arches really early on in the piece came from Oldsmobile. And I think he, or he might have come from Pontiac and then did the Catalina, then went back and did the Oldsmobile Toronado. Mm. Uh, the other really, really major thing about the HK is that um, uh, things like the, um, the, yeah, the Pontiac, like the Tempest Coupe and all that sort of stuff at the time, they've got a real pronounced hip line. So the roof looks like it's been bonked on the top, bonked on the top, bang, like that. It's a separate thing. You could almost cut it off and convert, create a convertible. But doing that line, which is um, in, a, in a HK, goes straight down the C pillar and it flows and this one actually has a bit of a hip line but the final I wonder, if it, straight, I wonder what it would look like as a, as a convertible well the problem is is because they did that perfectly flowing hip line the, the perfectly flowing C pillar into the hip line it probably wouldn't have been that good yep. but it there was the next generation and in fact the people who worked on it were surprised that they, they signed off on it because it was too futuristic at the time now yeah. of course it's 50 years old we think but that was cutting edge at the time and yeah. I just think I find that fascinating mm. even though it's, so it's not a weird model I mean like the clay does look weird to you and me yeah. but um, it's uh, yeah I think it's brilliant and um, I've had a new appreciation for them now to me as well like when they went from the earlier models to the HQ and the HQ was so bold and different to the earlier shapes it's almost like VL to VT. Oh, yeah. Where when the VT came out and I first saw one, I was like, what the hell is that? It's completely thing? different. It's, it's, it's huge. No similarity. But then now the HQ's, well, that later shape is really tough mm. in a street machine kind of way, but the mm. other ones are more classic. Oh, oh on yeah. that note, and if I'll just stay on the, the Monaros. The HQ, um, like Holden lost their mind when they designed that because um, they had this, yeah, really rounded shape and they found it, they thought, they locked it in and then they went to release it and thought this shape is too soft and people aren't going to buy it it's a bit like ladies mm. um, and so that's why they were halfway through an update and it's funny because you see this online occasionally this is a um, this is the HV Monaro clay right mm. so it's not a not a finished product and you can see here and I don't know if you can see here but it's got a GTRX style window line so it's got a fast window line rather than the uh, the formal um, um, sort of uh, the formal roof line that the uh, the HQ had it has uh, hidden wipers and all this sort of stuff and this was going to be the next model and Phil Smooth the designer of this car wanted it to look faster than the old HQ was but uh, in the meantime they shit themselves and went 
we need to needed to straighten this up and that's where they went with the HJ facelift and then the HX and so it was squared up but what they didn't realise by the time they'd done that um, they're selling 400,000 of the things so it was a big success thankfully mm. and Phil Smooth said his, his favourite two designs are the HQ and the VT because they're a soft design mm. and he finds them he says that they're timeless VT but certainly the HQ All right. well you can see from that HQ front was really aggressive it's got that shark sort of mouth look yeah. about it and the American influence that come on from the HJ, HX, HZ, where it's sort of turned into a limousine just, front end. And just before we move grill. on to your next machine, I'd just like to <laughs> add one of my favourite all-time cars, 1973 HQ. Anything? Learned to drive in one. My mum had one. She First was car. watching. Hi, mum. How are you? Hands up if um, you've had a wouldn't, HQ. Wouldn't let me have yeah. it because I was a naughty boy at the time. Wouldn't let Tom's me hit, wouldn't let me drive it in the peas. But I can tell you, boys, that didn't stop this little black duck from getting a <laughs> I think we've all got a HQ oh, story, uh, Colin, over to you. Now, give us something Give us something weird. Something weird. Well, we need a weird car. I think, you know, in all the Commodore stuff that went on in the 80s, there was another player which was hiding in the back end of the market. I think he actually ended up in a bit of strife, and you might be able to give me a bit more insight into that, was... Uh, our mates down at CDT, which was a good CDT. replication of what the uh, HDT was. You look at their logos, they were very, very similar. This guy was playing with Geminis and with six-cylinder Commodores. Brock was playing with the, uh, um, obviously, the VHs and, and VCs at the time. And we ended up with a couple of six-cylinder um, turbocharged cars out there in the marketplace, which were a bit different. Yeah, James Fedico, I think his yeah, name that's was. The one. Yeah, and um, he did have that, that, that those three Geminis, the series uh, S1, S2, S3. I think the S1 was just a dress up pack, S2 mm -hmm. was twin carbies, and S3 was the turbo, a little blow through or suck through, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, the f hilarious thing is, people could option these from, from the dealer. They're a dealer option. Suck through, twin suck through carbs. No, 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 sorry. There was a single carby on the turbo, yeah. but a, a twin carby on the S2, which yeah. is like the medium model. Mm. And, but the thing is, you'd go buy this car. Uh, and in fact, my mate had one well before I knew him, and um, you know he got defected for not having the right intake because he had twin carbies on this thing that was supplied from you with twin carbies because this was never never verified for Australian roads. I, unfortunately, I, I did some research on CDT, knowing you guys were going to mention this. What's mm. the rarest CDT model that they produced? All, all, all together now. Okay. The CDT Camira, isn't it? Do you know how many of them they made? Uh, one. One. Two. Three. Hey, only three. Wow, that's we two more than I thought. <laughs> car of the year. Um, only three. Family yeah. two engine, what a stunning car. But you know, it, it paved the way in America. There were obviously lots of dealer specials with their little dealer badges. Mm. And CDT just kind of went, you know what, while you guys are trying to sort stuff out, we're just going to do some special stuff. Um, we, we do have a picture here, and I think it deserves an honourable mention of the, of the Magnum Statesman. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, just at that point, we've just used up all of our Camaro credits for the rest of the podcast. Yep. yep. Oh, so, I had a whole did thing I mention about it was two Wheels Car of the Year, yeah, too, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We not to, well, actually, not to mention um, <laughs> Julian Edgar's Project Camaro, yeah. which I got to work on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, um, so so back to the um, the Magnum, right? The, I just want to quickly tell you guys a story. Uh, I was 13 years old. I was in Cessnock, and I looked up a driveway, and I could see this um, statesman up there, and my uncle at the time said, that's um, a Magnum statesman. And he remember he pointed out to me. We were there on holidays for the two weeks. I just kept looking at this thing. Color-coded bars, color-coded grill. It was, it was yeah. and I, it just, such low, an impression. It low. was that first, it was the, the pre-Grange Grange. I think it was. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember I hearing a, yeah, a, a story that um, Brock had taken one to Calder Park and it was three seconds a lap or something like that slower than the actual race car of the time. So, mm. you know, here's this big QE2-sized boat mm. sliding its way around uh, 
uh, Sandown, I think it was actually, not cold, it was Sandown Raceway. And uh, um, they had this thing tuned that well that it was actually lapping quite consistent times around uh, the racetrack. So they weren't just a good looking car, but they were actually a, a, Were a they the same size wheelbase as a station wagon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all that um, uh, Statesman series was built off the way. WB like was the first one as well to actually extend the door, so you didn't have a like this big fat dog leg between the door yeah. and the mm, rear yeah. arch, which the wagons and all the Statesmans mm. did prior to that. Mm. We are creating an opportunity for, and I look down the camera for someone to create a, a Magnum station wagon, aren't we? Well, well, you, know? all you need and then try and then try and pass it off as being the factory. Yeah, we've seen that before. You need the Caprice front, maybe yeah. instead of WB Ute tail lights. Um, yeah. Whack yeah. a bit of tint on the back. Yeah. Uh, group three spec motor, aero wheels. Bob's your uncle. That could be oh, a good lunatics transport what's, vehicle. What's our next weird car, Dave? Okay. Oh, look, I mean, you know, I was a big fan. Well, we're on the Kingswood side of things. You know, the whole win on Sunday, sell on Monday thing was pretty big mm. with Monaros and, and then Tiranas, obviously. Um, I was, a, I was always, a, you know, interested in those weird builds. And this one here, this is the Holden Ute, which yep. is spelt E W E apostrophe T, uh, because it has, and I believe um, the tub was lined in sheepskin, um, possibly. Um, yeah, or more. Burns. So let's let's, so let's um, New Dave, Zealand market. Dave, just push pause for a second. Yeah. Right? Are you going to tell me? Think of like you and I are with Holden, and we're going, hey, they're doing the Alvin Purple charges. We've got to do something here. And they'll probably pop that into the mainstream, into the show side of things. Well, I didn't that, think well, anything was off the table, was it? I don't reckon it was. Not back then. No. Well, no. this thing here, um, it went... Um, it, you, got, you can see from the photo that Box is about to hold up. That is it. Because <laughs> that's profesh. That's how you roll it. Um, yeah. But that is on the turntable at Fisherman's Bend. So that was come out of their um, their design department where they've gone... They've pulled a ute off yeah. the line and gone, chuck all this stuff on it, rah, rah, rah. Just show special. Yeah, show mm. special. That's exactly right. It's got the polycast wheels. Um, it was a factory oh. 350. Now, those polycast wheels didn't come on until an option an LE uh, they were the LE and then they are optional thereafter I'm pretty mm. sure or thereabouts those stripes ended up being the HQ and HJ Sandman mm. stripes mm. They, just, um, they missed out on the ability to jump from the cabin into the back didn't they yeah well you know I mean? well yeah yeah absolutely with that although you'd be jumping out into the elements because um, um, was this the same time they were built that HQ four door with the big guards and the massive big show wheels and the the, 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 the stripe pack all over it you know that that um, thing there it is 308Q that thing there um, what a great looking car this was 73 that, and that was that. 70 yeah look at that uh, that was 70 I don't remember what year that was and my notes don't tell me but anyway that is pretty fat and I was going to talk about it but let's we can't do Kingswood and Monaro stuff all day one thing I did like about this ute though um, the, ba the badge on the back with the ute apostrophe t was cast so it's a proper badge yeah, almost right. like a proper model mm. and um uh factory 350 turbo 400 and then um uh, the, it. It, it, then it went through the dealer network yeah. and the guy sold it really quick so he then optioned one up the same and so there's two essentially i don't know where either of them are now yeah. but uh yeah so that would have been really cool. <laughs> yeah or yeah. as you said new zealand new zealand i don't know new zealand, zealand. Viewers? Absolutely, but um, yeah, March '72. Sorry, so this was actually that would have been the best. Cars like that were like <laughs> Cars like that were great marketing studies, and I think that's one of the things with Holden at the time was that they put that stuff into the shows, and they would gauge the reaction to it and determine whether or not they would make it to the show. Let's get classy. What well, do we got next? I was going to say, um, I think well, Holden had something in the form of a Ute here. That well. I guess, Whoa. you know, Holden concept cars, we know that in the, the 2000s, they really sort of stepped it up. That VT to VZ platform, they was, went crazy. That was a renaissance era for concept cars, not yeah. only from Holden, but before then. Even Toyota chucked a few out there, but yeah, let's go back on that. Dave, I'll just pull you down. We don't use big words on this show, <coughs> all right? Because Mark gets really confused quickly. Oh, okay. All right, all right. What, Diniloquin or? No, no, renaissance. Oh, right, okay. No. <laughs> Diniloquin, i got a speeding fund. <laughs> That's what he gets coming <laughs> by his parents. You're delinquent. Coming back from the summer. 
delinquent. So let's get back to the Utes. So let's talk about want to go back the there. Utester. Um, Utester. The Utester. Obviously, the VUU platform came out just after the VT um, sedan was released, and they wanted to get that that car into the market and show that there was some flexibility with that vehicle. So a car which had you know a fold back um, roof, it had the um, extra hatchback in there, it had the Really nice it was one piece, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And it was about that whole um, Ute Muster type of mm. um, marketplace as well. That car is a functioning vehicle, and you know when you see that car firsthand, it's amazing the way that you know the designers really went to the point of making this thing so it could get into a pre-production stage. Yeah, really, like it was cool too. It was like nicely refined as well, like the rear bumpers, <coughs> all that sort of stuff. But, um, oh, because it's got solid rear bars, doesn't it? Got the bumperettes. Makes well, you kind of think, though, that the designer of it might have um, owned like a Nissan Exa before that or something. Like, well, there yeah. was a guy locally in Adelaide that actually made uh, a copy of that rear bumper bar and it did quite well for his business back in the day, yeah, right. which I happened right. to buy that business as well. But anyway, um, young <laughs> Mr. Still, Jason Way. Still producing plugs, bars? Plugs. Um, maybe give him a call down at Muscle Garage. I think, he, I think, he, I think he, he was actually watching before. So, uh, I went to school with Jason. I went to school with Jason. He's always been good with a bar. <sighs> Anyway. You just lowered the bar. Talking about soap. Speaking of bars. Um, all right. What's next? Um, Give me some weird... <clears throat> well, I'm going to chuck onto this one because this is this is one of my favourites. Always sticking on the Commodore stuff is the Mambo Ute Sandman Bounce Panel Man. Mm. You know what? Like, when that thing came out, my brain exploded and it hasn't really ever come back. Was it a um, hot Adelaide we've seen that car locally? Was that, sorry? Was it a hot Adelaide uh, at the Royal Showgrounds? Back then, before sure. it was extreme horsepower. Oh, and, uh, I saw it at the motor show. Like, yeah, back when we had an Adelaide. No, motor that was show. A, I reckon Holden versus Ford. I reckon you would have seen it. <coughs> Could be right there. Yep. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I know somebody that owns a, a Holden panel van, a late model one. Do you know? Do you oh, know? No, 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 no. That person I've got one at the end of my street. The purple people eater or something like that. That person you're speaking of, um, me. Uh, doesn't own a Holden panel van. I own a whole just to, to get the purists out there. Go, it's not a panel van. It's, it's not a Sandman, mate. And well, you know what? And I say it is a Sandman only because the brochure, which I have a copy of, did I give it to you or did I, have, did I get uh, it back? back over there. Um, it, it was the Holden. It was the Holden Ute with the Sandman conversion by Holden by design. Mm. Sandman canopy conversion by Holden by design. And mm. um, you know, and I saw it when it came out. I saw it in Ralph magazine actually. That's yeah, right. They did a road test on it in Ralph magazine. Ralph magazine. And um, I opened the page. And I, I, even though I was silver in in the magazine, I went, oh. and I said to my wife at the time, I go, you know what? Um, I reckon as a sensible everyday daily, we should get one of these. And she said, do they come in purple? And I said, as a matter of fact, how they long do. Have you had, how long have you had yours for? Bought a brand new 2004. Who's the guy in Morford Vale that's got one? Pro- possibly me. You at the top of the hill? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say where, but yeah, yeah. roughly around there. Yeah. 17 Green um, Grove Drive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 741 Evergreen Terrace, I think, yeah. you find boxing. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, when she's, when, when, when the, the fact that's, that Cosmo. That's the one I know. Cosmo, VY, VY Pano, for those looking yeah, at I was going to answer Dave there by saying Dalt. But, um, yeah. but you know, in, in the end, um, yeah, so um, Cosmo Purple being the hero colour at the time. So we ordered it up and, and grabbed it. And yeah, it's been a daily on and off ever since. It's got a few scratches. And I noticed some crazing in the bonnet the other day. So I'm like a bit triggered about the whole thing but um yeah and that's I, mother nature welcoming the car yeah, to her yeah. but that Absolutely. particular car the mambo car obviously had a a one-off mural by reg Mombasso on the right. side of it it yeah. was mental and, as anything mate. And, and it was it, it was it was it was a brilliant car but i think it harks back to the hq with the lambs all in the tray holding designers were still off the chain in some respect to the you know the utester and stuff like mm. that and when that sandman came out I mean, it's a masterstroke because there's that many people who lived through that era who were then starting to get a bit cashed up who said, well, 
I'm going to buy the Calais with the uh, with the full leather now. Holden's mm. back. Holden's cool. Mm-hmm. But I'll buy something that suits me. That was a cool car, and and, and it changed a lot. Just just above that, I want to just talk about the car just above that on our picture frame, Mark, if we could. Oh, the SSX. SSX currently SSX-y. sitting in the uh, South Australian Birdwood Motor Museum right now. Now I'll give you a strong tip. That car's actually here because we had it at our Holden's back home show at Peter Page uh, yep. last year um, with the TT X TT thirty six. TT thirty six. Sorry, Tirana yep. as well. But it's sitting um, at Birdwood now. It's sitting at Birdwood now. Yeah. Unfortunately, would you believe when they brought the car over, they couldn't start it. The fuel pump had gummed up with yeah. you know, quality fuel that we well, get these days. Is, but yeah. again, a really good example of what was going on in Salmon Street at uh, Port Melbourne in that era. Mm-hmm. Uh, those early 2000s where they had this wonderful platform, which was the VT. And what else can we do with this car, They guys? made an electric one. They did, yeah, and that one's, um, yeah. I believe, at the National Motor Museum as well. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it had yeah. the Monaro-style roof line. Yes. And it was quite slick, yep. yeah. yeah. And, you know. uh, let, let's quickly round out a couple of cars as we do this, because sure. right next door to that is going to be the pre-VE-styling Tirana. The TT36, which, from its white leather or leather-inspired interior to the, the yeah. really outlandish pink, almost, colour of the, the car. Cr- the crystal moonroof is what got me, right? Because mm. at the time, um, Honda Odysseys and stuff like that were offering it, and obviously mm. the GM designers went, we getting in on this mm. and we've seen and a turbo allotech absolutely yeah. you know and there was a rumor at that point in time i remember um a friend of mine said to me there's going to be a range of turbochargers mm. that's going to go off the market and everyone's like going what's going on this came out and everyone went aha little did we know it was actually the turbo the falcon that was coming up right oh, but okay. but that particular car again at birdwood motor museum you get to have a look at it and look at it closely because all I see, I don't know about you guys, all I see is VE Commodore. It's all over it. Yeah, yeah. It really the, the steering yeah. wheel is, cheekily enough, actually a VE Commodore mm. wheel. They, they previewed it on there, just didn't tell anybody. Yep. The thing that pisses me off about this, guys, whenever it pops up on social media, you get people going, oh, that's not a real Tirana. Yeah, okay, okay, whatever. What? Oh, that's just a cruise. You know, that thing, it was fucking front engine, rear wheel drive. It had a twin turbo, yeah. th- what, TT36, 3.6 litre. Yeah. So the yeah. LS2, LS1, I think, at least fitted in there. Mm. You know, this... If Holden had built this... Potentially, it could have been an, an absolute brainstorm. Might not have saved them, but if they could have got a decent export market out of it as well mm. and built it with better quality than the VE came out with, mm. it would have been. Um, it might have changed things for them. Well, I can't help but thinking, lads, that we look at the Mazda, you know, CX-3, CX-5, CX-7, CX-9, yeah. if they had built that also potentially like the Nullarbor and a baby Nullarbor, mm. and then you had the Nullarbor and you had the various options, you had the V8 and the Nullarbor and the V6 turbo down there, maybe there was ways forward, but you know what? It is what it is. Are you okay. saying that... So we're vi- talking about Mazdas now, are we? Yeah, yeah. No, but he, yeah. You know, Jason's saying that... You're saying the Adventurer, which only came out in a V8 to begin with and was too long a wheelbase and too much like a wagon that was jacked up with grey plastic shit stuck to it, wasn't good enough? <laughs> Fuck me. Well, do you know what? If we've got enough time, I'll tell you about the time I tried out for the advert for Holden, but I didn't get it, and the guy that did got hit in the face with a helicopter whilst oh. filming that ad. That wow. was Gary Baxter, wasn't it? I won't tell you. That's another, that's another <laughs> story for another time. <laughs> right, so... Odd to Troy so Gray. Let's um uh, let's, let's wind the clock back. I think um go wind back the to the uh, back. Let's go back for the '60s and find something from there. I know there was some discussion uh, about a one-off South Australian car. Let's one-off South Australian car. A left-hand well, drive. Well, a car that's here now. Left-hand drive. Yeah. There is the uh, the HR oh. um, that uh, was sold brand new in Hawaii. Um, serviceman has uh, gone into his local GM dealer in Hawaii there and he said, that, hey, good, how good's that prem over there? I'm going to buy that. And uh, 
taken it with him from Hawaii. Where did he end up next? Into Washington, Washington DC. So it's it done a journey. Still has the sticker on the bumper. His Washington DC parking permit sticker. And then the he's bumper. got transferred from Washington. Um, mate, tap on the shoulder. You're going back down to Australia to work at Pine Gap. Pine Gap. Uh, better take me HR with me. <laughs> And well, well uh, little I, did you know you could get them here. I distinctly Surprise. remember, yeah. guys. I distinctly remember an EH Holden in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. There's quite a few models that made mm. their way over there, and and Holden at that time weren't adverse to thinking they were that good that they could conquer the world. Well, I think they sold um, a, a really sufficient number of what do they call them CKDs or completely knocked down um, kits as well that would yeah. move around the world. So not just complete cars, but as in knockdown versions. Yeah. Much like what we got with the Gemini. Yeah, I mean, Hawaii... Oh, yeah, they were sort of semi... Yeah, CKD. Hawaii, mm. um, you know, that was that would have been a full export. Mm. Um, and the fellow who's got that HR has got a, a board with all the mm-hmm. information. It's, it's, it rates in, like, the hundreds. And because and Hawaii is just, like, a rust machine. Mm. I mean, um, you know... It's this, an exceptional this, condition. This may be cars. the only one. It's got 30,000, 40,000 yeah, miles on this, it. This I has love been it. a really interesting discussion because I can't help but think how things would have changed if Hawaii got the Sandman. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> they really should have. That and, and rust treatment. Yeah, you know what yeah I mean? rust treatment. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. they need the winds yeah. rust treatment. You know? No, no what the little electronic things, electronic rust oh, treatment. Oh, the yeah. doo-flicky. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the technical name for them. Fish yeah. oil yeah. everything. That, yeah. that fellow's HR was like inspiration for me to go and source a Gemini left-hand drive from the States mm-hmm. and import it into Australia. So now you've just used up all the Gemini credits in this conversation. Um, no, I got no, there's more Gemini yeah, stuff okay, to come. Plenty more Gemini stuff to come. Yeah, mate. yeah. Okay, well, let's go. Come on, next one. Let's bring up. We've, we've gone right-hand drive in a HR. What have we got? Let's well, go I guess if we stick with the, the left-hand, right-hand drive stuff, we know, again, moving back into that 2000s era, Holden really went quite big with pushing towards the Saudi market. And yeah. uh, I think Dave's got a great got little brochure, brochure there from here for Brazil. The Brazilian market, Opel Omega. Opel yep. Omega? Chevy Omega. Sorry. And, um, let me just read this out to you. It's uh, Figuera de Dentro. Yeah. Please translate. No, no idea. You can fit tacos in the center console. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could put the door there. Yeah. Um, yeah, please. And Don't yeah, tell me like that. The, the, uh, the, I was working at the Holden plant at the time when these cars were, were uh, released, and it went absolutely crazy. The buzz on the on the workshop floor and everything else that was going on. Suddenly we had... It's got uh, a factory chef badge on the front of it. You know that that's good for an extra 15 kilowatts. Look at it. They're actually on there. If you read the horsepower rating, that one actually makes more power than what we've seen here. Can we just bring truth to the rumour that people were actually sacked from the Holden factory for stealing Chev badges when the... Yes. Yes. No, there is no denying that fact. Um, And I could digress (laughs) on quite a bit of that conversation, but... We've seen the Saudi Arabian police cars that were built. They had vinyl sort of seats. They had yeah. um, you know rubber mats. They had points on the back floor where they actually could. Uh, they has like a bit of chain coming through. But it. Do they arrest anybody in Saudi Arabia? Don't they just like drive over, deal them, with them on the spot, chuck them on the back of a camel? I don't know, mate. I've never you know been fortunate. To that would have been better with youths, wouldn't they? Because they could have put slam them in the back. Correct. Yeah. You know yeah. I, mean? I think well, what I think they do is usually just have them stand next to the car and just slide along the sandy ground and just lift their feet up gradually. Have you seen them <laughs> when they do that? It's yes, just like the tire yeah. changing competition. <laughs> Colin, when were you at the factory? Uh, I was at the factory from start of VR through to uh, the VZ era. <coughs> oh, right, yeah. um, uh, okay, newbie. Oh, settle down. I was doing the doors on VPs. Yeah. Well, there you go. See, really? I walked in just yeah. after VP. So, <laughs> and well. then quality control said that guy's good. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go, mate. Spend um, too much time in the main canteen. Drawing Mopar symbols inside <laughs> the doors. 
yeah. I spent a little bit of time in Holden by design, and in that, I got these left-hand drive cars. Mm. I went out to the uh, lot where they were baking in the South Australian sun for the last few days. I got in, I turned on the aircon really quickly, went, and then stuck it in uh, reverse, backed it up, and took it through a car wash, and then that, that, that's what we did. And I did that 5,000 times a day. And out of the hundreds of cars I moved, I got into two manuals, and it blew my mind because I just suddenly forgot how to drive. <laughs> I literally got in with like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's six. Still no, feeling that's hot, feeling hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Mate, didn't you ever play Daytona? <laughs> yeah, but that was only a four-speed in Daytona. <laughs> and no reverse. But there is actually one of these uh, Saudi Arabian police cars in South Australia, which is owned by the Chev Owners Association, I yeah. believe. That was donated to them from Holden, um, and it does do the rounds. It pops up every now and then. It's got all the stuff, too. Yeah, it's it has got, like, the board behind, you know, the, the clear board so the criminals can't beat up the, the police and mm. you name it. Yeah. Well, I, I think hats off to Holden for having a crack at the left-hand drive market Absolutely. the way they did. Um, they did it seamlessly. They had very, very interesting dash arrangements. They weren't easy to replicate from left to right. They weren't, you know, unit. Well, the investment in the plant itself, and I was working in plastics at the time, and we actually brought in this massive machine just to make the crash pads for the VT to VZ series. And part of that investment was the fact that there was left and right-hand drive combinations going through. That's um, why the, v, the VY, VZ ended up being symmetrical mm, inside at least, mm. which I sort of preferred. But yeah, that whole gloopy sort of shape went that way. The and then on the, on the left-hand drop, it went that way. Mm. So. Can I segue us to a, the next car? And the reason I'm going to segue <laughs> the car to the next car from left-hand drive is because this vehicle's probably greatest claim to fame, which was the VL series, it was actually in its racing guise mm-hmm. At Le Mans, is that right? Not Le Mans, overseas with Spar, 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 24 hours. So in the world of left-hand drives, in right-hand drive form, from a car from Australia, and it was the mighty VL Commodore across the range, I think that vehicle, it, it looked very unique when it was produced, mm. and it has developed probably one of the most ridiculous cult followings <laughs> that we've seen of any Holden model. Mm. And I mean, you, you look at the two examples we have in front of us now, um, guys, tough please era. Explain. I mean, you, you look at the, the, I guess the top one that we've got there is traditional the VL Group A Plus pack, which was, you know, Brock's um, Ooh, ultimately. What, you know, the, the hey guys, touching. so what does Plus pack mean? Well, funny you should ask. Funny you should ask. No, plus I'll talk about polarizers. Oh, right. it's a polarizing conversation. You jumped in too quick there, but the uh, the VL Group A as it was, you could buy one version the red one off of the showroom floor and if you wanted the plus pack which had all the goody stuff that brock wanted to throw on some of them the crystals and the paper crystals. clips and magnets and stuff yeah. like that they've got the plus pack sticker and, and they've the got aerial. the the aerial sticker on the back window which was terribly complicated to to build at the time now brock had taken that car with his arch nemesis at the time alan moffat to yeah, europe and to, right. to run the car over there at the the 24-hour events hmm. in the meantime while he's disappeared overseas a uh, bunch of Holden guys had come through the HDT factory and said, well, you're losing your mind and we're going to take some of this stuff with us, including that new fuel-injected motor, which is sitting over there that Larry Perkins was developing at the time. Ooh, skunk works. Yeah, uh, which leads <coughs> us into suddenly a relationship that happens with a Scottish bloke that runs his own Jaguar team and what have you and ends up sending a veal to England, goes into the uh, wind tunnel at the university. Uh, is it Mira? Mira. Uh, yeah. Drag coefficient of 0.32 or something <laughs> crazy. Like laughable, that. but yes, um, not as good as the Calibra boys. Yeah, and I know it's on the cards. Evidently, after Bathurst 90, 1990, I'm 16 year old walking past Metro Holden, I think, on Port Road on my way to heaven. Mm. And uh, <laughs> as we did back in the day, for those that don't know, it was an Adelaide place to be. Um, nightclub, 
I happened to walk past this car sitting in the showroom. There's this there. Veal Walkinshaw Group A. And I said to my mates in a slightly inebriated state, I'm going to own that car one day. And you did. Did you own that car? I owned that exact car. I went Bullshit. back there. Uh, I reckon it would have been four <clears> years <throat> later. It was after Mark and myself had been down at the street. Was that because it was still for sale and they hadn't sold it? It was actually one of those cars that sat there for two years. Wow. Like um, the LFA in the city? Yeah. <laughs> um, but eventually it had been sold and it was a drag racer's car. It was slightly oh. molested. I'd finished at the street machine show and shine at Paynham Oval. Um, I think Mark had his VH wagon down there on display with us in the day. Got a phone call from a guy that had bumped into us at the show. Hey, I've got this car here. Come and have a look at it. I threw my uh, son at the time, who was probably... Your eight, son, he's no longer your a, son. As a down eight, payment? He was eight months old at the time. I said to the salesman, here, hold this. I'm <laughs> taking that. And uh, I think we got about 400 metres up the road. I looked at the wife and I said, I'm buying this car. And What number was it? Uh, 456. 456. So it was yeah. within the first 500. Which it was I the give first more credit for. Yeah. Um, and let me tell you, that car had an absolute life. It did drag racing. It did Malala sprints. We did car cruises and all kinds of... Wait, wait. Are you so telling me it was what, used what, how it was what, intended? Yes. Yes. What was your first son's? name again Brandon Brandon Hang on. not walking there, there was a Brock in there somewhere. no that was the, my dog section the dog oh sorry yeah yeah but I mean you know that was before the, the sun though yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I remember um, him yelling out to his dog and I'm like Brock yeah was well, any consolation my, Bogan, mate? my dog's name was Turbo <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's usually because they What's fart, my dog called? So. What's my dog called? Spark plug. Valve. Sigma. Spark plug. Okay, so oh, we'll, hang on. I've got my, my walk and chill story, though. Like, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. That, I was actually lucky enough to you know use that car in our wedding and all the rest of it, and my son was brought home from hospital in it, and unfortunately, yeah, we, we sold it when we were running a business at the time. Now, it popped up again only six months ago. I got a phone call randomly from a guy on Facebook saying, hey, do you, do you used to own build number 456? Uh, yeah, I did, and <coughs> it's now on car sales for one hundred and thirty-eight thousand dollars. So, how yeah, much did you sell it for, Colin? Uh, Thirty-two grand. Oh, that's gonna go. Uh, so, when my dad bought his VS Commodore equipped wagon mm. from uh, Metro Holden, mm. we went down there, walked in the showroom. There's a VL Walkinshaw and a director. Both a in director, the showroom. The, the yeah, a red director, a v, VL director. Yeah, the proper, mm. like but the, this is 1997. I think, I think the only How many of them do they build? Twelve. I've heard so, this story so many Yeah, no, I've told you this, but yeah, Colin probably hasn't heard it. But so it's cool. We've walked in. Dad's checking out this VS uh, wagon. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, and I'm like, Dad, you realise that walking sure over there for thirty grand is cheaper than your wagon you're mm. buying. Mm. And oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, Dad, you know, you'd be really cool at the Rotary Club in that, you know. Rocking. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm going, oh, I've just got my peas, like, you know, like, yeah, you know, well, yeah. a couple of years ago. But, yeah, and then Dad's like, oh, yeah, but Mum can't drive it. It's a manual. I'm like, Fuck. Mum's got a car. She's got a Corolla. She doesn't <laughs> need to drive your car. It's can, like, can I stick my hand up here and say, and you guys might think less of me, and you probably will, I'm not a big fan of the walking shore. I never love have them, been. I hate them. I never, you'd love them. No but, that's right. But yeah. with a very, very, very um, emphasized but. I recognise the walking shore (laughs) next to Bondi Beach, Wild Oats Boat, Bundaberg Beach. It's a part of Australiana. It's part of history. You say the movie Two Hands. What's the one scene that comes to mind? The guy when he buries the money in the beach. Oh, there's that. And then there's the, the camera panning around. There's the Walkinshaw parked in the yeah. driveway. The HQ statesman with the Mr. Gasket bonnet. Do you remember what, 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 what house number and what street? No. 186 Holden Street. Anyway, I'll continue on, right? Um, (laughs) This this car here has been a conundrum for me for many years because I I love it, but I hate it. But I do really recognise what it means to Australia. It doesn't matter if you Ford or Chrys or whatever. That was something that we said to the world, if you think you're hard enough, 
we built the HO. Come on. We now built this. Come and have a crack. Because yeah. at that time, but the HO yeah. was just like a wing and a bonnet scoop. That's a yeah. But but, but in the time for the HO, the HO was cutting edge, right? Yeah. This thing here had pop-up headlights. It had aero. Had EFI. It had a manual gearbox, so it wasn't relying yeah. on being an. But auto. most importantly, it had twin throttle bodies. On twin it. throttle bodies. Four-wheel disc brakes. Yeah. It had LSD. It was everything that, um, let's say, a Maserati of the day or a Porsche or a Ferrari had, but it had four doors. I'd looked at that buying cool, a VL actually. Brock, yeah. and I'd looked at buying SV88s, which was the Calais-based HSV. How many of them did they build? 150. 150. Like and a, a really, really raw car. Mm. Um, and then I drove the Walkinshaw, and it was all over. As, <laughs> as, as soon as I drove that VL Walkinshaw Group A, and I heard that Twin Throttle Body come on song, it was done. I Those SV88s, they were the only car be fed um, yep. HSV ever built. So slow. Right. Yeah, right. So slow. I reckon we wind that need, up need on the VLs because we? we could go on to VL turbos Ooh. all that. And, that, that would be fully <laughs> sick, Mark. <laughs> we would start to would change the way sick. we speak, mate, all right? Yeah. Oh, you look. Oh, you you like yellow ones, bro. BT1, BT1, BT1. See, Mark, you have started this now. And you don't know where to start. You're the one that looks like you would own a VL amongst all three of us, bro. All right? So just go with it. Chasers, bro. Chasers. We need chasers. I have got VL Turbo BT stories, one. but not of my own. So, um, Shout out to let's, my mate, Andrew. Let's, let's get kebabs. Give me, give me Can we have a kebab in here? Give me something weird and rare. And we're, 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 our original plan was to go to about 4 o'clock with this, but we're obviously going to go over time. So we'll go until Dave has to like eject himself out of here to go and pick up his kids. I've got children. I've got things to do. He's got to trim his beard, all um, sorts of no, stuff just like that. Stroke so, it. You trimmed it the other day, but I'll stroke me. it for a bit. Stroke it. Um, so how are we going? With, we need some badge engineering, I feel. Um, captive import. But badge engineering is bullshit. I fucking Hate it. How many like Novas are Lexan. the worst? Lexans are hilarious. Apologies right? to all the kids at home too. Lex Apollo, but, you know uh, Apollo. But but badge engineering when it's a captive import is kind of like well okay because you're not going to go out and build that. You can't get it anywhere else. You can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's not one of these. This is actually exactly not what I was talking about. This is the Holden Scurry guys. Now who? Remember the Holden Scurry? Yeah. Isn't that a Suzuki? It's a Suzuki yeah, Carry, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. A, a micro van. Yeah. And, uh, and as a result, I, it's not a captive import. But, um, yeah, K-Car. Is it K-Car? K-Car? Key-Car? Mm. Um, you know, they've got a, the engines under a certain size, the wheelbase, the length, the width, all that's going to fit into the K-Car class. Um, and still a column shift manual, I reckon. In, were they in that? I don't know. I know um, that the, the, the shuttle was. Yeah, well, that's, well, I bet that's another great badge mm. engineer. That one is a captive import. I've been in one of these in a, in a, in a in the carry version and I really was really impressed with the crumple zones because they were my legs <laughs> um, and I was uh, around was constantly have had my feet on the I saw, invisible brake I, I saw one of these at Queensland <laughs> Raceway right and the guy had um, S13 Nissan coilover shocks he had this head that he had it dumped down he had it on go and I looked at it at the time and I'm six foot two going you know what you just got a dream. You got a dream, and yeah. I, I've got a 15 year old son, and I've tried to sell him the concept of buying one of these. Yeah, and he yeah. looks at me and goes, and goes, "No, no, Dad, no." It's like, yeah, but you know what? There's this cult following yeah. for these Fruit Loop yeah. vehicles. They kind of have a cred. Right? They, they've cred down. Maybe not necessarily the whole version, can, but yeah, you can jam a you can jam an EcoTech into this thing like easy as right, no problems at all. You will stand, um, motherfucker. Toaster, the burnout car is one of them. The blue thing with an LS in it. Mm. You know, they're the gift that keeps. Oh. Oh, I'm giving. Is that that little one with the mid engine? And yeah. that, I was talking to that guy, and he goes, yeah. "When I go to tip it in, because the engine's in the middle, the thing doesn't like tip in on the front wheels. It just starts spinning on the spot, yeah. like like yeah. all four wheels." And it's going, yeah, I mean, if you're looking, control. if you're looking realistically for an affordable Holden potential collectible, that's not going to take much up space. In fact, you could probably put it in your garden shed. 
that's probably about as good well, as you could probably, probably, probably be. Probably you could be a garden shed. Yeah, you could pick a mower out. You'd be able to find one of these one day easily. You're not going to find it on Marketplace, are you? Let alone a Suzuki Carrier. Well, if you did, you'd ask if it was still available. There's four at Port Wakefield Records, I can tell you. I know this. You've done the drive. They're not in very good condition. Mother Earth. So looking at the specs here, though, the disappointing part is, though, is that the the 990, sorry, 970cc four-cylinder engine was just your boring four-stroke. Correct. Whereas your Suzuki carries came out with a two-stroke yeah. engine. In that era? I'm not sure. Ting, 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 My neighbour had one. It was awesome. <laughs> Without digressing too much, we're, we're talking about a, a Japanese vehicle which mm. uh, has got a Holden badge on it. Let's talk about a Holden that went over there and got a Japanese badge on it. Mm. Uh, with the Mazda Road Racer. <laughs> road Racer. <sighs> Actually, there were two. Mm. What was the other one? Uh, the Isuzu, Isuzu kids, for those playing at home, Isuzu at Statesman Deville by GMH. Oh, that's right, and there's H- HQ, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. a Q, yeah. yeah and yeah. that's actually still in a museum over there's here. There's one. There was 246 sold, okay. but there's one in a museum. Black one that Daniel like O'Grady, that. shout out to um, uh, Wasabi Cars over mm, in Japan. He's he's found it, he, and he, tra- he spent a decade tracking one down just mm. to photograph it and film it and stuff like but that. But who would have thought a rotor in Kingswood. Yeah, it's hilarious because now people go, it was a stupid idea, and it was. But I mean, that car weighs the same as well. What does an RX? What does an RX seven or RX eight weigh? Like thirteen hundred kilo or something. Yeah, they're heavy. Yeah, yeah, like similar. This thing's not much more, really. And with today's modern technology, that thing would actually shift, but it doesn't, and it's slow, and it's hilarious. But you know, there's the old adjective at the moment on the internet to melt the internet. And apart from being a Kardashian, all you have to do is take any car from the 60s or 70s remotely connected to the muscle car era and put a 13 bean in it yeah, right and then just sit there and watch and the watch haters. it go well i mean game. without me hunting around on youtube the cool thing is you've seen the bloke over in new zealand it's got yes. a, i think it's a hq with a 20 bean in it. oh no i was thinking of the there's a ferrari this bloke's just put a no, um, four it was a, just put a 13 bean in a ferrari yeah. and he's like triggered the internet okay so no, this is just now turned into a rotary yeah, conversation yeah, no, 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 let's get back, let's back on the road because you'll start so. talking about a ute in a minute and no 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 uh, it's just random like it's it's almost like the this guy's a bit of a tribute to the road passer he's like true. in New Zealand 20 bees you can still find them behind rubbish bins and stuff like that <laughs> So he's just thrown one into a HQ and yeah. takes it out and drifts it. Can I can I now take us to a car that's dear no, no, and I'm not finishing on the road pace. You got twenty seconds because this one's just going to motivate the, the, the road. The, the guys, um, the guys that road tested, because it was one that got road tested in Australia, mm. and uh, they best described it as smooth, <laughs> <laughs> linear and smooth, linear and smooth. <laughs> Unlike the, the, the HQ yeah. ad, which was turbo power, turbo power, turbo power, turbo, turbo smooth. Here we go, onwards, Jason. Uh, this is the car that um, I sat in. Um, I touched um, when no one was around. I may have licked it at some stage. Did you stage. have some leakage? Yes, it was. Um, it was Holden's effigy. What a magnificent <sighs> looking car. Yeah. Now, before we get into the effigy itself, there is a South Australian built car that was cover of Street Just Machine that, that really had to have be a big inspiration for what they did with effigy. Interestingly, I had a phone call only last week um, saying that that car will be dug out of the woodwork or dug out of its hiding from the last 30 years and been brought out to a Holden's Back Home event later on this yeah, year. That, but um, um, you going to reveal what car that is? Uh, or that would be the black Vic, uh, FJ that was owned by uh, Colin, Town. Colin Townsend. Colin Townsend, Street Machine of the Year. It was yeah. the only other Street Machine of the Year what? we've had, aside from um, the boys, um, uh, the Morgillard boys who have uh, built that Statesman recently. What so, what I'm sorry, I'm wrong, the body was all done by a guy called Dave Pullman. Mm. Who did everything hand? Mm, finished like it. you know, like lead wipe the whole deal, like old school style. You guys seen that photo? It's probably one you might want to drum up. It's, it's the, his dad's car. Oh, is it? Yeah. Parked next to a stock yeah. FJ. I think it's just like. 
It's, it's crazy. It's fat. And we're going to try and replicate well, that later on this the, year. The effigy, um, guys, oh, the if, we go, mm. if we go back on point with the effigy, I, I encountered this car at, um, at Summer Nats, uh, and I encountered the owner, and he's got a last name like Falazzaro. That's mm. him, right? Yep. Really cool guy, very personable, representing the car. And obviously there was a team like behind him. But the, the, the claim to fame for this car was that, that Holden had commissioned it, GM had commissioned it, and all the work was done, and it was amazing, and it was driving, and it running. But... It went over to the American show car circuit and literally went, I'll take all of those and put them into this bucket here. In now, that fact, was a Riddler winner, and, wasn't it? And it won yeah. the Hot Rod Magazine Car of the Year. Yeah. That is right? cool. Now, the guy that the guy that oversaw the build, this guy, Richard. was a really humble, really cool, mm. and would say to anybody, yeah, hop in it, mm-hmm. sit in it, no problems, mm-hmm. it'll have a crack. Mm-hmm. It was just, it, just for me, that car embodied what Holden was and what it could have been. A lot at of that, vision went into point, it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. what it was was utes with freaking stuff in the tray and crazy builds and sandmans. What it could have been, the embracing of retro technology moving forward. That could have been electric. That could have been diesel. They could have powered it, whatever they and wanted. And it showed it. the flexibility, I guess, at the time with what we had with the uh, the VE platform. Yep. I think it's good on a Corvette platform. And just think how lucky Corvette? was the guy yeah. that built it, being that he got paid sure. to make that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, although yeah. you know he's Richard Falazzo, he may want to dial in and correct me if I'm wrong, but he's probably atoning for his sins because I think he was the guy that also designed the VN Lexan. Like he was because he worked at Toyota mm. at the time, and he was sort of told, okay, you need to Toyota this up a bit. Yeah. Put, put, a six badge on the put, him, put him in a room with Jeff Tartuzzi for helping with the Rally Art Magna. Rally Art Magnas are close to my heart. Yeah, well, I, I just that 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 car. You know, a lot of a lot of people are either car enthusiasts or they're not car enthusiasts. I've not met one person I haven't showed that car to that gone blows oh, their mind. Wow! Yeah, and and mm. we've got that crossover from Holden now becoming art. Mm. And when yeah. it becomes art, you know what, GM, you can do whatever you want to do, but that car, I'll say it right <laughs> now down the camera, that car needs to go to the Australian Museum. It needs to be right in the front foyer of the Australian Museum to say, look at what we did. This is Aussie ingenuity. Yeah, so I love that car. There's, there's nothing about that car that doesn't work, and mm. uh, anyone who picked on it would just be just, mm. yeah, an idiot. Really. Maybe that Very sadly, we almost ended up with that car here last year, um, and it was going to be up at the National Motor Museum. But unfortunately, the airbags are leaking, and uh, they couldn't get it onto the truck. Jeez, no. don't get it down. They'll confiscate it yeah. and give you a payout at Redbook. Yeah. All right, okay. let's, uh, let's move on, because we've got plenty more to get through. So, um, I, can uh, do, I can slam you another weird one. Terms yeah, yeah. Of, terms we, of we, like, we like weird. This is one that people you. don't remember. Does anybody remember the... Um, the uh, Holden Jack Eight concept. Yes, yeah. You guys remember, you yes, guys do remember yes, that? Yes, I do. Um, you know that was uh, it was basically a short wheelbase Holden Jackaroo, which was an Isuzu. Trooper. The eight was chosen because off was already taken by you, wasn't it, Mark? With yeah, the you website that camera there. Absolutely. The um, and might have had something to do with the LS LS one whacked in it as well. Oh, there we go. There's one you prepared earlier. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Almost on the camera there, Jason. You know what? The, 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 uh, yep, yep. Well, there. Absolute bullshit thing about that is that I reckon, aside from the styling being a little bit old now, if you'd have brought that out now, well, dude, just buy it. It'd be a seller. I mean, they're selling Jeeps. Yeah. Let's face it. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, you know, aside from the fact it's got a roll bar and like a, you know wheel hanging off the back and convertible that sort of stuff, you know, if you get a, a V6 and V8 powered versions of that, uh, you know, two wheelbases, you know, dual cab Ute version and stuff, and you're building them here. Aside from the fact that it's hard to compete with the tyre market because they're doing everything for like literally ten bucks mm. a day mm. for their workers. You know, conceptual wise, it's, it was it was bang on, but it wasn't bang on at the time. Um, two companies missed the, the opportunity at the right time. Rewind the tape. Let's say what we're we, 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 uh, 15 years ago, and that was 
FPV and HSV. They mm. missed an opportunity. And what it was was a space. Ford Ranger and something else mm-hmm. big. And have a get. What have we got now? We've got Raptors and we've got Isuzus and we've got Muxes and we've got They missed it and they missed the ability to survive. But mm-hmm. you know what? Some people make mistakes and companies make mistakes. That's a cool example of what could have been. All right. Colin, Absolutely. What a fruit loop of a car. I'm next. Well, I guess if I've sort of brought on this whole 2000s era again, but we can't go past without talking about, obviously, Monaro mm-hmm. and the whole how that come into our market space, but what that Monaro actually brought to us by way of other cars as well. So when you sort of see Marilyn, the convertible Monaro, um, again, it got embroiled in some kind of lawsuit for about two years. Yes, yeah. it did. Mm. It did. But there's something. Let's pretext this second coming of the Monaro because mm. there was there was an elephant in the room that's never hardly been spoken of. But if you do the mass and do the sums. Holden were very, very smart at the time. They capitalised on their nemesis demise, Mm. which was the AU Falcon. And that went down like a lead balloon. Well, to do the launch the way they did on this And all Holden did was go, oh, sorry, Ford, checkmate, and dropped a Monaro. 15 minutes later. Monaro. And Australia Australia went, Ford, Holden, Holden. And they just followed. It was a brilliant marketing ploy. But look, look at that car in the raw design form, Mark. That has to be a beautiful oh, design. That prototype was, one is absolutely the sexiest version with a normal VT rear garnish across the back of it. Mm, I think just absolutely we'll just works. Swap across anyway. here. Yep. Um, there you go. Can we can we quickly go around the table with the VT with mm. the Monaros and do your very quick succinct Monaro story? Pick one. Go. Go. <laughs> um, look. There's there quite a few, okay. but working at the plant at the time, I was lucky enough to be able to sort of jump in a couple of the prototypes. Yep. And I do remember jumping in a supercharged V6, going up Yorktown Road and heading in towards One Tree Hill down the uh, uh, Blacktop Hill Road, yep. uh, which was Holden's test track on the road at the time. Yep. And the top, tr- uh, top of Blacktop Hill Road is very wavy, very yes. bumpy, <laughs> and not exactly a pleasant place to be particularly with a brand new prototype vehicle, which I think was an early build one, so not everything's quite was right. Was it Hothouse Green? No, it was uh, Quicksilver. Oh, cool. And uh, um, filled with three other, I guess, rambunctious Holden employees. Um, the question had to be asked, what does she do, mate? So, yeah, four and Holden employees, about 2.30 in the afternoon, Blacktop Hill Road. What did and, she do, mate? Yeah, look, it, did. Le- it lent over, it shall we say. Let's leave it at that. Well, go. Uh, 2001 mm-hmm. was it? The first came out. Yeah, he was. Yeah, go, you were going down Blacktop Hill Road, and one went past. <laughs> no, no. So Summonats, oh, I was part of the Street Machine team when the first CV8 went there, yellow one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, lucky the enough to yellow. do some laps in that around Summonats, and people were just losing their shit over it, just because it was the first one they'd ever seen in the flash. Chucker, chucker, um, chucker, sick, sick. You burn out, and you just yeah, re- yeah, but. <laughs> My story similar to that, though, is um, there used to be a commentator at Summon, that's an American guy called Doc, I think. Um, yep, certainly is. Yep. Uh, and he um, he and I were in the front part of the car on the way back from the Summon, that's on the Monday, um, because uh, Craig Parkas, Street Machine, back then, uh, Sunday night, Summon, that's, um, they had your typical drinks and stuff like that, and Craig woke up a little worse for wear on Monday morning. Dusty. Dusty, the word. So um, whilst Craig was in the fetal position in the back seat recovering, <laughs> I was driving back. Doc was in the passenger seat absorbing all the oxygen in the cabin because I couldn't get a word in because he was American and he talked a lot. Nice guy, but um, all of a sudden he went, you know, the big dipper coming back towards Sydney on the Hume. 
where it goes down the hill. And I'm coming down that hill. Adelaide boys, Mark. VNSS, full of like someone that's dudes next to us, pulls up next to oh us. Gives, gives me a bit of a rev. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Gassed it in this one. Doc's gone quiet. <laughs> Craig's still out for the count in the back. And I think we hit something. Couple, with, couple of with, dollars, with, couple of dollars on the on the mark. Surely. Yeah, a couple of dollars and a half, and nice. um, and yeah, and but that was just cool because it was like that, and like you mentioned, RX eight before we got to drive the first RX eight in the country. Yeah. Different but story. Go. I, I do have one. Um, one thing that I, you know, one thing that sort of I get annoyed about is when people go, "This is the rarest hold ever." This mine's the rarest hold ever. It's the rarest. <laughs> when you got one of one. It's the rarest holding ever, right? And there are many, many one of ones. And one of the one of ones people uh, is um, Peter Peter Handlingberger, Peter Hannenberger's mm-hmm. own personal mm-hmm. uh, V2 Commodore, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Monaro Coupe that he had built up, or they, I'm assuming they gifted it to him mm-hmm. uh, in left hand drive, but fully badged as a Holden. For him to take back. Um, for him to take back to Germany mm-hmm. when he retired. Because um, he had an SV99 oh, while he was here. Did he really? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And I think it's just it's the coolest thing. I think it was auto, was it auto? Which I was never, I was never big fan of the old Holden autos when there was the old four speed but um, you know and um, hopefully he still got it I don't know if he still does but um, you know that is a definite one of one and a super cool car mm. um, alright correct what? me if I'm wrong um, I've forgotten his surname mm. Brendan had the VE Monaro they built the custom one the orange one like not a factory car mm. yeah the VE they did it all up like a HSV they used a ute and then turned so it into so it had oh, the Coupe 60 sort of look yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. All right. so this is going to be a quick story it was uh, back in the Time I was working that was a great story, Jason, anyway. Yeah, and Mark will tell you, right, I can blag basically anything. Give me an opportunity, I can get it. I got the UK press car Monaro that was here when they first did the rounds. And you guys probably remember it was electric blue. I don't even know what colour, what, it, what it's called. Six-speed LS, the whole lot. Is this the one that broke Jeremy Clarkson's back? Uh, possibly, I'm not sure, right? <laughs> so here in Adelaide, it was delivered to me from the East Coast. Yeah, right, right, because I said that I was going to write a story for the UK market through Street Machine magazine in the UK that I had a contact oh, who yeah. was writing for at the time. So they said, yep, we commission you to write an article on the new Monaro. I've gone, cool. Rung up Holden. I was on the list through the magazines I was working with Mark, and they deliver the car to my door with a truck. Right? My wife has come out. I'm driving at the time. What was I driving that? EF Falcon or something? <laughs> and I had a Dodge D5N, and there's out the front brand new Monaro. Well, the people were coming out of the houses to watch this car. Cut a long story short, I go to work. I'm just a service advisor at a Mitsubishi dealership. <laughs> Where do you reckon I parked the Monaro? Right at the front. In the principal's car park, right? Because <laughs> they knew him, right? So anyway, they all wanted to have a ride. So the principal hops in with me, big Iranian guy, I won't tell you what his name is. We're on Goodwood Road outside the pub. And he says to me, show me what it can do. Now, I, did ha- I didn't even lift show the bonnet. Show me what you got. I didn't even know what was under the bonnet. I just went first... About four and a half, five grand, let the clutch go. And if you know Goodwood Road, I got from the pub to the train line, to the tram line, and it's going, what? He goes, okay, that's enough. I buy. I said, no, you can't buy this one. It's a press car. He goes, I buy this one. I said, you can't buy this one. So anyway, I took it back. I didn't even look at the tires. Nope. I just said, the car's awesome. Take it back. That was it. That's the last car Holden ever gave me as a press car. Absolutely. <laughs> so, should we move? I want to be the one that moves on because Monaro's are beautiful and wonderful, mm. but there is another very special Holden Coupe that we've, we've missed out on here yeah. in this whole thing, and I think it's really important. You, you used to have one, as I understand, mm. and I think they're amazing. You could walk into a Holden dealership back in um, 1986, and for $18,000, you could buy a VL SL base model with a turbo. It had the 15s. It had the... the um, 
either like Gerlock brakes or whatever they were. They were like, mm. you know, they were like turbo spec brakes, um, you know, and you could be cutting 15 second quarters, which at the time was pretty impressive. That's for $18,000. But for $30,000, you could buy yourself an Isuzu sourced Holden Piazza, which was roughly as fast and so. didn't go around corners at all and um it was um the, the styling while people lag on it, it was by jaggio whose name i can't pronounce properly at all who was quite famous but look at that i mean how it's like, it's, a, it's, it's like a sigma that had had sex with a renault fuego one time when i was unemployed i was sitting there watching uh tj hooker on tv during daytime tv <laughs> a repeat of tj hooker and in the back he's on a public phone and in the part in the background and Azuzu Impulse, which is the American market, Piazza went past, a Fuego, and like a Starion, and like another coupe. And they were in a row, one after another after another. And I, I went and looked and Googled endlessly to find out if there was like a Motor Trend road test that happened to be around that time. Because what are the odds of like four personal coupes, all current model, all <laughs> and going then, past and William change, Shatner's head? Change, change one letter in all of those names, they mean something completely different, yeah, don't they? Yeah, they um, generally mean failure. This was named after a, a, a you know an Italian place to go and have coffee in an open space. Well, it was a lifestyle car. car. I yeah, mean, you know. Yeah. Take a look at the digital dash to start oh, off with. The first thing that strikes so you when good. you jump in the cabin isn't just the, the robotic style of seats. It's the digital dash. Now, if you've driven a VK Calais and you've had those uh, glitches of blip, blip, you know, right, the Piazza, it potomizes all of that. It's uh, These things, um, they probably work fine while they're under warranty, right? Yeah, look, we didn't have it while it was under warranty, that's for sure. I, I think we bought it from a second-hand used car place on North East Road and swapped a, a VK Calais for it. But um, I've got no comments on this. I've never been a fan of them, uh, but I look at them and it's a nostalgic walk down memory lane. And It's just all part of the, all, the all I, big history. All I remember is Dennis Mobbs pulling the wheels off and pulling the engine out, putting them into his Gemini. He, he was great at that, the old Jenny yeah, Spares yeah, back yeah, in the day. That's, that's all I got. I swear. I got and I actually used so to frequent to, to get some bits and pieces for it. But the worst thing about that car, other than it was perhaps Perhaps uh, it had more head jobs than a eighteen-year-old uh, uh, frat boy, um, because it would just completely blow the guts out of the heads, particularly with the Julian Edgar spec Zoom magazine boost. Um, Came with mods. an apple. Came with there an apple. We go. So gone. Well, it's, it's um, just quickly on that, did, no, no, you, did you notice something special about the rear seats? They, they were tilt. I did remember they that. would recline they, backwards. They would recline. They yeah, would, and which was quite. You could rare. lay them flat and put the red heel yeah. on the back. Um, it was, it was really, it was a really the weird tilting rear seat thing. I don't know what was going but on. But the steering rack on these things would actually shift mid corner. So you'd be halfway through a corner, you hit the apex of the corner, and you'd feel the whole steering rack go, and yeah. you'd have to readjust. Yeah. Must be an Isuzu thing. Is my billets do that occasionally so as well? Surely Holden you've got pizza. some other monstrosities. Holden pizza. Okay, how much time we got left, Boxer? Well, as much as we want to okay, well, absorb. Well, while he's finding but, one, uh, can we, can we, can we quickly talk about this one? Because there's a car that Holden Holden's oh, demise please. has happened, right? Mm. And and everyone's kind of going, oh, poor old Holden. And then out of nowhere, in a Hail Mary pass, comes a car that we all overlooked and we didn't really take too seriously. Oh, and that was the Black Holden Ute Mule for mm. the new Corvette. Blackjack, they mm. called it, didn't they? Do you know, when, when that came out, it had spy shots from the drone, mm. and we're all sitting there going, suck, I suffer in your jocks, America, yeah. right? But little did we know... What was going on underneath. What was going on. And that car, again, another just another milestone for Holden to say, we're gone, but you will never forget us. That, that car, yeah. essentially putting the Holden front and, and sort of, you know, it, with the Corvette, I think C7 doors or whatever, I think it was really just whole, uh, GM just sort of just fucking around, to be honest with you. Mucking with um, people. Yeah, mucking with people. And, you know, and I, and I, in a good way, 
But I think it's just hilarious, and it, it was brilliant when it came out. And all of a sudden, you know, mm. there's this mid-engine Ute thing. Look at them. If Ford had, had done it, they would have put like an AU front onto that a Mustang. Yes, right? Yeah, exactly. This, this, I'm just going to say to you three guys, and I put a hold it up. This is not the first of its kind. So start thinking. It's a black Holden Ute, and it's mid-engine. Where have you seen it done before? It's not original. Aussie Bandit wheel stander? No. Well, you got me, man. It was the very first street machine yeah. summon at blowback. The, the, the blowback. blowback. Yeah, Correct. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Blowback. Blowback so, two. So, so you guys sit in the front. Two fifty three in the back. Jason Way, I'm looking at you. We've had this discussion. Mm. Why could you not mid mount something with a big blower on the back in the Ute? It's obviously going to work. It's well, obviously going to Once Jason Way gets through his 78 other projects, he's yeah, going to go. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Was it a sports with a, sedan? With big and ugly off the top of the roof? <clears throat> yeah, but no, it would be doable. Um, you need to wonder why you need it. I mean, like, it's because... If you have to ask a, why, you're the yeah, wrong person. True. Yeah, mate, oh, so that ain't no good at the you're BNS. You're the wrong the conversation. I ain't going to be good as a burnout car. Tick, 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 tick. Monstrosity. Give me a monstrosity. Um... I do have one here. It's, it's probably the the be or end all of weird ass Holdens. Um, anybody heard of the Holden Linker? No. You got me. No, the Holden Raider, which is a fraud word as well. Mm. The Holden Linker and the Holden Raider uh, were they were built. They were Zuzu chassis with a Zuzu like a C220 diesel. I think it was, um, and but they were built in Indonesia. And the uh, the Linker was marketed throughout Indonesia the Raider only in East Java for reasons I don't know I did a um, I discovered it when I was doing this A to Z of Holden article for Street Machine a few years ago and I needed something for L anyway and um but yeah and so it's a really really random vehicle um and I've, I don't know if you want to share that oh. with the people so this is this is like it's basically Indonesian it's like the competitor to Toyota Kajang yes exactly that <laughs> it's a it's a fiberglass I think it's a fiberglass anyone who's been to Indonesia <laughs> yeah. knows what a Toyota Kajang is I love Toyota Kajang every, every Toyota vehicle Kajang's. is a musical sound so yeah. can you it's hold that up Jason Kajang Linker Kachow Linker means lively Lightning McQueen L- Lively um, Hold, hold it up McQueen. to the camera lively So everyone McQueen. else can enjoy it So I, I believe I reckon they're fiberglass They've obviously have a locally built body They're built on a Zuzu platform I have no idea why Holden's name was attached to them but reality is, and I, I was looking at it, and there's a guy who um, responded to the photo on on whatever random ass uh, Indonesian site I'd, I'd fallen onto last night, and um, he said, "My father had one of these, has one of these from New It is in impeccable condition." And I'm like, "Send me photos of that car, because that photo, boys and girls, is the only photo I've ever found of wow. one. They're they're like a Jackaroo style body, like an Isuzu Panther, which is another Indo car, but which is made of steel." Hang on a second, it's got a groundbreaking 62 horsepower. Yeah, that is groundbreaking. Um, in fact, it breaks the ground uh, whenever it goes. But yeah, you know, um, the, the battery, the wheels were all made in Indonesia. Um, that's important stuff. Glass, rubber, and the floor floor, according to the Wikipedia. As opposed as many, to the Google trend. As many bodyboard bags as possible in the back. Um, yes, yes, definitely. You can fit quite a few in. I reckon, you know what, I mean, it's one step. like the Chappelle edition, like this instead of the yeah, sports bo- edition? the body's like made of hemp uh, <laughs> on that version. Something about a, a Suzu um, Fanta? So, um, I think I think, I think Holden had an... Holden had a... A manufacturing interest in in Indonesia. That's mm. where, like, I think, like, some of the Tur- like LH Tiranas were assembled there, and a whole bunch of Kingswoods were assembled. We, there. we had VP yeah. Commodores with like two liter six cylinder mm. motors. I reckon, weird things. Yeah, they yeah, were built. They were built here. There was some. Sure. Yeah, they were built here, and then some of them ended up over in 
Hong Kong, yeah, New yeah, Zealand, yeah. I think. Uh, taxis were they using the taxis or were they, were they diplomacy vehicles? Diplomacy vehicles. Do you think yeah. it was just the executives just trying to cash in on as many free trips to Bali yeah, as possible? pretty well. <laughs> so this thing here um, was about 1986 and that um, Holden, Holden's interest in, in Indonesia ceased in 1991 <laughs> and the records of what, how why that exists and how we're all lost at that time, unfortunately. Guys, can I just make an observation just on the fly here? Holden in Australia sounds like it was trying to make an incursion into Southeast Asia and I can't help but thinking GM in the US was saying what are you guys doing down there to expand your brand mm, yeah. we're selling in South America we're selling in Canada what are you doing mm. and and they go oh, oh, oh we're, we're building cars for you know Southeast Asia it sounds like they was almost like a bit of a man scramble to sort of try and tick some marketing tick a box boxes. and here you go have, have this thing here the problem yeah. is as well is we're, if we're building cars for Southeast Asia like like what our labour rates were never going to be competitive no. in that respect. You, no. you can build it in. Having said that, the Thailand manufacturing, um, there was a Thailand manufacturing plant that was owned by General Motors Holden, mm. um, but and they, they built Gemini's there. Bit of Gemini chat for you, but um, interesting. There you go. But you interestingly, and I and Gemini. Interestingly, yeah, the really bizarre thing that we sort of discovered, me and a, a fella um, Darren O'Neill out in Perth, who's a you know big aficionado. Shout out to him. Um, is that they're a left-hand drive. Um, they were Azuzu sourced kits, like they were fully Azuzu. They weren't like there was no holding part that I know of on them. The Aussie ones all had holding, you know, uh, rear brakes, axles, um, radiators, all the bits and pieces, glass, all that sort of stuff. Um, these ones were fully like CKD, I reckon, kits out of out of Japan, built in Thailand, and their build plate says built by General Motors, hold in Thailand, and it just blows my mind because I just go. didn't know it existed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Can we can we go to some concepts? I'd like to. Yeah, because we, we're running slim on time, but we've still got a little bit of time up mm. our sleeve. Concepts. The one that we haven't brushed yet, 202 powered. Ooh. How many carburetors does it have, Mark? Three. Oh, hang on. You sure it's not 186 powered? Uh, oh, mm. I could be wrong. Hang on. Mm. Does it look wedgy? I've touched it. Wedgy? I've <laughs> touched it. I've sat in it. Yeah. Me too. It was so Felt good. It. I still haven't really come down from that. It's, it's yeah. just so much... It was, it was, um, right, it's it, a was so it was, it was at this car show. It was. Well, the, sorry, not no, GDRX, no, actually. The, the GDRX. The GDRX. This is one of my favorite concepts. This I love that. Another dimension in motoring. Yeah, yeah. The Why this car dimension. has not yet been replicated as a kit car in some way, shape, or form. I know. It's so much criminal. Me. This is dated. Uh, August 1970, you know, and that was just careful there, Jason. I think the pages are a bit stick together, mate. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, they are. They're fragile and they're moist. But there's so much uh, moist. Everything about that car is still today's like that's a Bond <coughs> car just yeah, waiting to happen. It is it's, so cool. It's, it's a mini it's, Aston Martin. It's Toyota 2000 GT. Mm. It's Datsun 240Z. It's all that stuff that could it's have and should have and did, but it didn't. I mean, what would the what would the one that's existing be worth? Like. <laughs> Yeah. What you, you know what and yeah. how many existing there's there's one and a half mm. because mm. there were three bodies made mm-hmm. um one of them and i was like i was talking to phil smooth today the guy that designed it and i said do you know what happened to the second car mm. was it crashed or crash tested like did somebody accidentally crash it like at lang lang or whatever or was it deliberately barrier tested he's like Whoa. this is the I orange just, one the, um no, that's the body shell because mm. there's this, this you know that's, i think it's the gel coat body shell okay mm. and it's it's it and that was the one that was um it was built uh, as just the body mm. and it was uh, I think they sold the rumour I saw on the internet was that it was sold to somebody on the proviso it never got built as a car mm. and this guy's been trying to build it as a car ever since because that one this up at uh, Birdwood now is yeah. white but yeah. it was silver and when I was a 
child yeah, going out there and looking at yeah. that. And car. before that, it was white, like mm. when it was new. And people go to me, like, oh, yeah, I've seen the white one, I've seen the silver one. I'm like, no, 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 they're the same, same car. car. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I got a chance when it was the car show recently to probably spend about an hour of what we'll call quiet time with this car, <laughs> right? And did what you speak I was, to it? Did you caress do it? Do you know what? I actually did. I did, right? I did. And I'm, 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 I'm unabashed in saying that I did so do that. Have but you seen my baseball? I just want to make an observation on this car. There was nothing American about that no. car, right? No. If I was to make it an observation on all the cars I've ever seen in my life, it it had more European flavour. Yeah. Um, I've got a friend who's got a uh, an E-type Jag. So I was about to say and, Jag E-type, and, and, long and bonnet. The, no, no, just no. The the build quality, the clips, the mm-hmm. wiring, the finish of the trim, the way the dials looked. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to think of a Holden that's currently in existence at the moment, including the Tirana. And sorry, the LJ LC Tiranas and the, the, the little HBs are probably as close to the build quality because they obviously had a European flavour in mm. the original days. But that particular car, the GDRX, we've all been in its presence, mm. okay? And mm. there's, there's, it's like being next to, you know, an Olympic world record holder, blah, blah, blah. There's something about it. You, you feel enriched coming away from the environment and the experience with a car. My 15-year-old son was at the car show with my daughter, right? She's 12. He's 15. I took them up. My wife was there as well. I said, have a look at this car. This is this, this is this, banging on, blah, 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 and all that sort of stuff, right? And then we, we moved on. And we moved on to look back, and one of my kids was standing there. It was my daughter, my 12-year-old daughter. And she came back to me, and she said, Dad, it just looks right. Mm. So this was Wow, that's really you know, cool. And my son had moved on. He's looking at some blown car, and my wife's moved on. But my, my young daughter... Just she could see everything fits the what way was there, yeah. you know. So I, I would say to anybody, correct. if you if you get a sniff of an opportunity to view the car mm. in person, travel the distance, go the distance to go and see that GDRX because it is something. It's a really special motoring experience. Mm. It, what, what, what what I get as well, and it's another thing about the keyboard warriors and internet. They'll go, that thing looks. It looks shit, and it doesn't. Mm. It's like stylistically, Dave. It's stop listening to the potatoes. I know that's exactly right. But the thing is, well, is if that I mean, and of course it's unfamiliar, right? Yeah. If that thing was like as common as the two forty Z, which is you know there are plenty around. Like, and we saw them. They probably never would have raced at Bathurst because that was saloon car sort of only sort of stuff. Mm. But if that thing, you know, they ended up with sports sedans, you know, with the kits and stuff. If those things ended up on people's in, in people's driveways, it would have an LS in it right now. Fucking those things would be. Like worth fucking heaps now, mm. right? Mm. And people would be all over them. They would mm. love them. They would have made like maybe ten thousand, which mm. forty well, years so later close. isn't many. It was so close <sighs> to production. Like it's you've almost, got the brochure. The sales brochures were mm, done. Mm. They're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it does. It does tell you though. Holden recognised Australia needed its own sports car. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It needed but its own sports car. They could travel I mean, travel over corrugated roads. To me, looking, <laughs> to looking at the actual shape and the styling of it, like it's a little bit Lotus esque here and there, but then mm. it's almost like got that nice British. Look about it, but then it's got a bit of muscle to it as well. Yeah, yeah. it's but, I mean, really I, small though. I was, I would, I was surprised yeah. how small it was. It is. It's quite compact, particularly when it's parked next to the Hurricane, which yeah. is another uh, wonderful six. I'd machine, love somebody to just go in, do a full three D scan of one of them, get one CNC machined out of polystyrene, and then mold the thing, and then make kits. Yeah, yeah, so that's, cool. that's, that's totally my um, That's yeah. totally my uh, my lottery dream. Um, this car wasn't 100 percent unique. There was other ones, you know. This was a, a, a the Vauxhall, uh, like a Vauxhall um, concept car around the same era, yep. but unrealistic. You know, like it could, mm. this couldn't be a production car. I believe that design was bought by Hot Wheels shortly after. <laughs> it might be you and even, turned into the twin mill. I was going to say, are you kidding? Because that sounds realistic. Mm. To be honest with you, oh, there's the back of it, as you can see. It's just yeah. a bit of E-type here. You know, just like just that. quickly, just a follow, following on from Mark. 
How hard, and this is a little bit of sacrilege, how hard would that be to do a kit car and put it on top of an MX-5? Mm, I don't know. It's about the same size. It's about the same size, really. It's just... It's comments you know what? Comments uh, on the... Uh, on the uh, Out comes the what? Mazda, TV? in goes it, the 186. It, it would... Um, <laughs> that would be liberating. Comment you know below. What? Mazda it, twin cam motor out and 186 <laughs> in. I'll be honest, <laughs> it would be munted. There would, no be, there would not be a way to make it exactly right, but yeah. um, give it a crack, why not? I, I, I'd turn that over. I'd turn that over with an open check to someone like Howard Astle and say, Howard, build mm. me that. Yeah, well, yeah. Just, right? uh, just as we're on concepts as well, like Rory's just brought up this, or brought up the hurricane. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's have a chat about the hurricane. Wow, what there. a machine. So, yeah. And it was pretty cool. Was it like two years ago they restored it? Oh, uh, 10, wasn't it? Yeah, 10 years ago, oh, yeah, the car was um, in a pretty sad state of repairs. But, you know, the first thing that strikes you when you walk up to that car is the colour. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. It's so Camaro ski boat, it, you know, metal flake it's, heavy. It's metal flake as. It's crazy. Give us some, give us some data. Years, engines. So 69, 69, I reckon, yeah. Uh, 253. Um, it's the first 253. It was the, the, the showcase the 253. Yeah. The slapper. Shout out to those boys as well. So we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about that beautiful press photograph of the Monaro, of the woman hopping out of the Monaro, looking back sideways, the Andy Warhol, mm-hmm. free love, all a, that sort of stuff. And that thing comes out. And we've got Jetsons on on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got Lost in Space. It's that whole era. I mean, the pop, the bubble top. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've Pur- actually got a great video of Purvis Eureka style of yeah. um, that car being moved at our car show a couple of years ago. And the dean that was driving the car at the time, he's he, quite clearly on the camera. I don't put the top down because it gets too hot in here. There's no air wow, conditioning and wow. there's no airflow. Um, so he's got to drive the car. Did you around. have to be at speed to get airflow? I couldn't comment on um, that. But. What gearbox did that thing run? Because it's mid-engine, right? So what, what gearbox? Was it like a, like a Hewland it was racing a, it transaction was a transaxle. or Because um, it's not they something old. Spec- no, they did specify which one it was, and it may very well be on the brochure. but uh, It could be something really agricultural like a Massey Ferguson because it was a few <laughs> weird crap like that. Yeah, yeah. Floating Straight around. out of the... Uh, you know? This thing had um, closed-circuit TV for a really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it that. works, and that was fun. It doesn't really. It, so on wow. that video footage that I've got, I'll give it to Mark afterwards. He can post it up, but... You can actually see the the black and white TV screen flickering, wow. um, like an old 1960s episode of uh, I Love Lucy, wow. and um, everything in that car manoeuvres and moves in some way, shape, yeah. right down to the fact that it's got a, a, a tracking device on it, which was there to, to autonomously drive it, and I think they set it up at Lang Lang that they'd have sensors along the yeah. test road, and the car would... There's no sensors under the road, I think, mm. wasn't it? like a magnet, 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 magnet thing under the road, so, so, and, so and the whole world was going to have it. Yep. It was the as thing. opposed to saying you know about how cool that car is let's just think for a second what that car looks like in 69 let's fast forward to 75s mid 70s who was building supercars that looked like that well it's got countars written all over as far as i'm concerned because because that died that project died yeah and someone's gone steal it steal it a towel design yeah that that project was never designed to be a a, a, you know a a road car it was always going to be a concept you know you know that's that's acknowledged um but um but yeah but uh, you know every single concept car that almost everything that comes out five years later there's some aspect so what is it i've I've never really stopped to think that thought process who stole you know the design of 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 and and you would have to have been love to have been a fly on the wall of the pub that's in lang lang in victoria there Mm. and listen to the conversations that were going on at the time 
you know, guys bouncing backwards and forwards from the testing facility and uh, and, and what have you. There's even like the back end with the, the you know, the, the spats mesh. over the wheels it's kind it, of thing. It's yeah. a bit of a Mon spec. Is it, like a, is it a cam back where it's just yeah. straight flat? But and then and then it's got sequential uh, indicators as well, mm-hmm. I think, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. There's a sequential brake lights as well. Because I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I'm remembering this wrong, but there's one, like, if you hit the brakes gently, the brake light comes on. And if you hit it hard, like, three of them come on. If you're like, okay. so like, you an idea of how hard the person's braking. I'm not sure if that's true. You were mentioning gearboxes a second ago, yeah, so please. I just buried my head in the phone here to, to find Dave Morley's story that he did on oh, it. Yeah. And um, it's got stuff like the fact that it had oil-cooled brakes. Yes. Um, yes. Weird. Um, last thing you want is brakes with oil on them. But, um, yeah, but yeah. also, they, he said here, the transaxle was more exotic, but rather than simply opt to buy something like a Porsche 5-speed unit, Holden actually made from scratch a transaxle based from a standard four-speed manual. Um, yeah, so so it's based on an N21. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, is that an Aussie four-speed? Is that like a... Aussie yeah. four-speed. Aussie four-speed, Aussie four-speed, yeah. yeah so right. it's something like you'd have in your Tirana, you know. like mm. That is astounding that they had the means to actually create, like their own gearbox just for this this one-off thing. I mean, it was a skunkworks kind of thing, but... Well, um, was, it that, was it that at the time where they just were trying to justify to their I, bosses? Oh, I, can't, look, we can, I can't help but going to our modern-day cousin... Yeah, but that was done by Chevrolet, right? I know, but like this is where people kind of go, does it have to be in the front? Does it have to be four-wheel drive? Can we put it in the back? Can we do a transaxle? The Mule Ute, the Hurricane, you know, you kind of go, it's engineering at its best. Uh, I think it? we've got time for like two, three more. Let's, um, Colin, do you want to dig into your pile of um, pile of goodies? Of history there? Well, and uh, <clears throat> and whip something out that uh, I'll say just some of these really cool quirky things oh, that I've come out. across. Now, check this out: 1989 Motorsport Calendar, the uh, Perkins Walkinshaw parked there up on the front there. The car eventually went on to win Bathurst, I think, in 1990. Is that the nine? No, it's 1990. Is that that one? Because that was win. Per- that was a HRT car. That's the HRT with, car. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, yeah. yeah, with Percy and Grice, wasn't it? And in that era, I, I distinctly remember Walkinshaw had his car prepared over in head office in Europe, and then Perkins, nah. We don't want that. We're yeah, going to build our own. Yeah. And that car lasted the full distance of the race versus the Walkinshaw car. There's a backstory to this, though, right? Because mm-hmm. the rumour, and everybody knows the rumour, who used to build the engines for the field for the Holdens? Who used to build them? Perkins, mm. right? And funny enough, Perkins' engine used to be always that little bit better. And why wouldn't it Just be? Just a little bit better. He's not an idiot. And, you know, <laughs> and, and I remember watching the footage, and like you know, two of them would come around the corner, and Perkins would be with Brock or who were against him, and Perkins would just ever so slightly edge away. The revs would be like the yeah. same. And it's like well, you look at the rules of that era. Now, the rules of that era were very much factory based. Yeah. Group A was five hundred built. You're going to build five hundred unless it's a VN. Yeah, Mr. Perkins would get a delivery from the Holden engine plant of a bunch of connecting rods and would sit there and go through Just each one of those connecting rods. Just let's clarify: they were authorised engine deliveries. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. W- they weren't. Yeah. But, you know, you put them on the scale. Every one of those ones that weigh 0.5 a gram over, well, they can go into Brock's car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to keep the, all the reciprocating mass absolutely spot but on. Perkins was. A, I've met Perkins a couple of times, right? And he's a quirky sort of a dude, right? And you, you know, if you said to him, Dave, okay, so here's the deal. I'm Peter Brock. You're Perkins. Here's the deal. No problems at all. We swap engines. Right, Perkins would have worked that out and given Brock the better engine. Oh, really? You're right. Yeah, and he would have gone, no problems. I'm cool to do that. Swapped it and said, thank you for the five horsepower more engine. Thank you very like, much. He, he, he was just a genius, that guy. Uh, look, so those guys had, had a crack on. So we're going to quickly segue because Rory's already brought it up on the screen here. But uh, oh, here we a go. certain. Uh, He's been certain dying to do this. You've been yeah. gagging for this, actually. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Caca, caca, caca. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back up on the screen, Rory. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Dave, Dave, you are the guru on this uh, 
they're holding super chicken. I'm not the guru of this. I just <laughs> found it fascinating. That, let's that, let's um, just talk about the THQs we were talking about. Yeah, the, other the day. Um Yeah, well, this is along that same line. I mean, this was this is the the super chicken. Is it called super chicken? It actually yeah. was, wasn't it? So hang on, let me read this here. It read says, it out for us, boxer. Uh, uh, we'll bring this up on screen. You need here. to put it in your radio chicken man type voice. <laughs> well, Mrs. Dolfinger. <laughs> Introducing super Very chicken. Do it in Colonel Sanders' voice. Customized idea and is specially designed for the younger Holden Ute and customer. Uh, you really need to it out. Next. Using mind mind bonding? Mind bonding? Mind bonding colours. Sounds, sounds very Star oh, Trek. No, no, sorry. Mind bending. You <laughs> idiot. Yeah, it's a, it's a little blurry. And, and I'm blind. So, uh, yeah. And you've got no arm. Armless. The super chicken. What sort of wheels? Looking like some sort of... Uh, Magnums. Like Ansons? Some sort of, sort of Indian tribal setup. Wow. Um, mm. That thing there, I mean, that's a that was an option. Um, it's just a just a, uh, not even an aftermarket option. I think it's like it's a, a sticker, sticker pack, pack really. yeah. a dealer yeah. a dealer fit sticker you know pack. What, do you know what that and says? Z seventy one. You know it says, sure, Sundowner, try and steal the market. Yeah, we'll bring the right. super chicken. Look at the colours are the same. You know, Holden were having a crack at everything, weren't they? Well, and you know, using the the animals as logos. I mean, you had the Superu, super super bird, super bird. You know, oh, Ford they had their, no, their, their yeah. super things. Yeah. Um, I think they were kind of taking the piss a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a bit actually. of a piss week attack. Yeah. At, at, at um, Ford was doing. I think. So there was oh, the super chicken. That's the one there. Yeah. Why um, didn't they do a deal with KFC <coughs> at the time, like they did with the denim vit van? Was KFC a thing in '73? Yeah, you know, they sold uh, a stack of my time. Fried chicken. Give them away. You know. Um, <laughs> so here's here's the brightest looking. Customizing idea in years, specially designed for the younger Holden Ute and Van customer by GM designers using <laughs> light mind-bending eight, eight mind colors. Eight colors is actually eight. probably pretty fucking massive and, in 1973. And people would be sitting there going, "Man, that's wicked." Yeah, yeah, like whoa, yeah. Dude, <laughs> interestingly, about this, I don't know how many were fitted to cars. And we, there was, we laugh, but Mark was probably conceived was, in the back yeah, of a super chicken. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, actually, my, my parents had. I think they had a Chrysler at the time. Interestingly, um, you know, they they sort of went into that. Um, I don't know how many were yeah, fitted. There was a Chicken Man reference there by Dave, <laughs> former Triple M radio yeah. show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everywhere, yeah I, everywhere. I know, but I never was a fan. Um, but interestingly, they um, uh, there's a guy that's replicated that. He's got a set of the stickers, mm. but he didn't want to put them on the car because they're like 50 years old or mm. 40 years old or whatever. So he's gone and replicated it, and he's put it on a van, which was equally an, op- an option. Um, and it, I think it rocked up at Summonats or somewhere a couple of years ago, and it just... <laughs> blew people's minds because it was dead stock as well maybe just with some wheels and that I don't know if it's, it's online but it's got the super chicken and of course the other one that they had around the same time uh, was the water splash which I really am having trouble finding online yeah right no okay. that's alright well, I want to um, I want to segue that into um, a Holden that it wasn't is. a Holden which was also a HQU Water, water splash. I oh, found the water splash. It's actually the super chicken's way cooler. I don't know if you can, you guys can. Yeah, it was, it was two different stickers yeah. options basically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that is, um, and that again, that's on that. That I'm, I'm just fascinated by cars. Do you know what? That I'm were sorry. photographed. But that Wait, looks no, no, like no, no, they I'm, took I'm, the feather out the ass of the super chicken <laughs> and just put one feather up. You, you might be right, but I'm always fascinated <laughs> about. Your fancy. And this is what pisses me off about this whole. And we're not going to touch on this too much, but this whole death of Holden thing uh, is that that um, that uh, you know Fisherman's Bend that design area. Mm. There has been so many amazing cars photographed on that on that turntable turn with yeah. the um with the uh with the bushes in the background mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's the roof of uh, the uh, yeah and it's just the outside their, their design yeah mm-hmm. and if you i don't know i think i'm sure it's all still there it if is. you if you get onto um uh google google maps you can hone down on that mm-hmm. and actually see exactly what that is and that's i just find it mind-blowing i was fortunate enough to actually walk out there last year and uh just go i'm in this space and how cool it yeah is absolutely need to, need to, right. need to break next, in and sneak your car in next, there and take next a photograph. car that'd be cool next car that isn't a holden 
I'm going to zoom this up for the screen. Let's see if Rory can... Uh, ooh, Whoa. Yeah. Right. Oh, you've been telling me about this this thing. Ghibli, you know all about this, Dave. I know that it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a South African assembled, uh, which is not a HQ. Mm. It's an AQ, isn't it? If it's uh, if it's South African assembled. H- HQ. It's an A... No, AQ, genuinely. It comes with built-in diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic yeah. immunity. Yeah. Um, that is a, an AQ Holden one tonner or Chevrolet one tonner. Um, and I love them because there's the one tonner version and then there's the fake-ass ute version that you can see there where they've just like... Put bent, bent some metal in vaguely the right shape of a ute and stuck it on the back which is weird because they got the Constantia ute as well which is the um, gentlemen uh, if you wish to talk about South Africa you need to get your facts straight utes in South Africa are called backies, backies. my apologies alright so don't Absolutely. go throwing and you know what Pupikaka in our direction okay yes. we'll beat you with rugby again <laughs> they are awesome that looks cool I mean all they've done is they've just taken a tried and true platform and gone yeah, we'll have this. Thank you, Australia. Yeah, essentially. You know? um, the Constantia uh, was the was the was the Kingswood version, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. And ooh, what was it? And there was the there was the Statesman Statesman version, which got the, with um, the twin headlights, the metal grill yeah. across the the front of it, which is quite yeah, a, yeah. interesting looking. And they're all, they're all built there. They were isn't built there. it? Isn't it um, uh, really enlightening to see people buying cars back from South Africa, yeah. but not turning them into HK and Keeping that. Yeah. Leaving the commando look yeah, on leaving them. That stuff commando, that's right. It was commando, commando for yeah. the Kingswood mm-hmm. and um, with a K, uh, and then um, and Constantia was the Statesman Caprice. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. the Brougham version prior to that was mm-hmm. a Constantia as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. oh, fantastic range. It's beautiful We need to look at one more car before mm-hmm. we ended up. So let's find something really cool that was... I'm sure there's so much coolness. There's, there's so many cool cars, but something rare and cool. Well, okay. Well, ca- well, I, I can I can come up with a car. Jason guys, was not 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 like, May I put a car on the table? No. Right. There was one car that was probably resulted in more copying of this vehicle in the period of time it was released, and you can look it up. And it was the um, Bob Jane T Mart's Utes. And their wing that went up across the back, and there was a street machine one that had the twin lights and stuff like that. Anyway, Dave, and so forth. <laughs> It was yeah, a black no. one, and it was in uh, running on empty. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. And it had the big wing, and Bob Jane T-Mart had a range of utes, obviously. Mm. They were, and what they did is they so you're cashed talking in. HQ to WB series. It was HQ to oh, WB, right? Yep. I about these. And they had these wings up off the so back. So, like the blowback wing. Flared guards, and they had the... Tw- you remember the twin um, grill at the front of them? Mm-hmm. And so there was one in Street Machine that was green and black, and all the people watching are screaming and typing, this is what it is. And Mark, you could probably find it if you have a hunt around. Split bumper type of thing. Mm. And it was painted red, white, and blue. And it had um, the chrome wheels, the Bob Jane team up wheels. And they were at every single Bob Jane's parked out the front. Because what they did is they symbolized customize your Holden. Mm. And at that point in time, with all these show specials coming out, people were coming around saying, oh, well, I want that ute. Because it had almost like a super bird rear wing on the back of the thing. Mm. I remember seeing probably half a dozen of them here in South Australia at different places. And they were highly copied, highly customised vehicles of the day. And it was just a, a, an exercise where a company sort of said, well, Holden are doing really well at this point in time with the customised side of things, so we'll jump on board. Let's get on that yeah, bandwagon. Yeah, I've got, I've got one actually at home. Uh, it looks like that. Mm. Very similar to that. Very All similar right. to that. Yeah. Colin, what are, what are we got next? Well, you know what? There, there was a, a bunch of cars which, funnily enough, don't not necessarily Holden, but still HSV. And a South Australian icon as well in the Elfin brand of HSVs that we oh, put out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, small run, but let's think about this lightweight car, great little sports car, but hashtag yeah, LS the Rory, world. Rory to bring it up on screen here. Yep. I thought they, I thought these would take 
Australia by storm when they, they came out. They totally didn't. They did I think not. part of that might have been, and I was a big fan of the club and MSA, mm. you know, the bodiless one, the streamliner, mm. not so much. But a big problem with them was that um, you would die savagely if you got them oversteering because they were like fucking two foot long and four foot wide. Well, in 2009, I did the Adelaide 500 rally um, from the Grampians, I think, through to the, 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 the racetrack over here. And uh, there was a guy or a couple that had one of these Elfin Clubmans with the LS motor and what have you doing the rally with us. And I felt for those guys the whole trip because it pissed with rain. Oh, really? <laughs> all the way through the Grampians. And we'll come through the state southeast and it wasn't exactly a pleasant drive. But let me tell you, that car on the track was an absolute bomb. It was crazy how yeah. well it went. Um, there was one sitting down at the hole and dealership down at... Uh, Thebiton there for a while and I went and saw it and had a look at it mm. and I, again I was very surprised at how small it was and mm, it was just tiny. designed for one thing to go fast, go fast. Yeah. Um, but I always heard the rumours were that they were a, hand, a bit a like titchy. a bit like a modern day Cobra mm. um, just if you didn't know how to drive mm. it you were in trouble and it was also interesting to note that guys like Brock and Lowndes, you never saw them in them. No. And it was almost as though they did take a drive and went, yeah, okay, good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass that. You Brock, know what I mean? Pass. Brock, yeah. Brock did a rally in one. He did a, um, tar, uh, the um, Classic Adelaide, I think, one year in a streamliner, a little yeah. little yellow one. And, um, uh, and uh, yeah, randomly they made a they made a 1 to 18, I think, Beyonce or Classic mm-hmm. Collectibles made a, a replica of that. And they even replicated the Shannon sticker across the bonnet, which wasn't supposed to be there because it yeah. wasn't in the right class. But anyway, well, yeah, it was even great. S- Still to this day, sitting in the foyer of Holden Design is the I think is a yellow streamliner sitting really? in there. Yeah. Um, next part next to the Mambo panel van and uh, um, a couple of other. They're really really. I really cool thought cars. they would go harder than they did. <coughs> not mm. not figuratively, not literally, but figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever want to get out of one, just break it. So I, I reckon yeah. I reckon we'll, we'll wind it down, but I think we'll just go around the table and um, cancelling out the GDRX because we'll probably all say that. If uh, what's your favourite ever model Holden, and if you could own it, would you? Okay, we'll start with you, Dave. You know, don't what, say like, the triple Z Gemini. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the triple Z wind splitters um, alloy is brilliant. Um, look, you know what? I mean, I, I, you know, as much as they've done so many classic models, uh, you know, the 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 most brilliant model that Holden ever made was the VF, the VF2. You know, it was the, it was the swan song, it was the outro, and it was it was the one car. Like, because the VF was pretty killer. They they addressed all the quality concerns of the VE's interior. Um, you know, they really glitzed it up, obviously, for the US market because they're going to sell plenty of them over there. Got rid so of that stupid did. handbrake. Uh, they got rid of the stupid handbrake. Instead, it goes like this now. But, now you um, think it's an electric window and you yank it on and, and it's yeah. interesting. And I um, and I, I, I bought one um, because um, I wanted one in uh, Regal Peacock, which is the dark green that's mm. amazing and looks constantly dirty in my ownership. Um, <coughs> but Hashtag then, Super Chicken. Yeah, super Chicken. Uh, Regal, no, Regal Peacock's the one I love. But um, uh, what they did as well is um, it, when, when they did the two, they knew that they were going out mm. and they just went like, fucking, let's pull out all the stops. Yeah, it's yeah. the one model Holden yeah. that uses more fuel than the previous model and because the engineers had said that to us yep. at the product launch they said if your customers are going to complain about fuel consumption <laughs> they're going poor they bought more, the wrong car poor, yeah absolutely poor, poor, absolutely. poor. Um, we those, went into the and, play and shed and put everything into it those, yeah absolutely and those and those LS3 um, it was LS3s weren't mm. they um, those, those LS2s that's right. I can't remember. Um, there's a badge on the front if anybody needs yep. to check. But they, they, they that's right. Okay, those things like they did a really awesome run of final editions. You know, you get the Magnum, which you know has been mentioned. They in just name cleared earlier. out, didn't they? Um, yeah, they did. Um, and you know, and they put they just put stuff out for the enthusiasts. And my favourite model of all of them is the Reserve Edition because you have to work at Holden to buy one. So you could get your uh, employee number put onto a bill plate which went on the engine cover. What was your employee number? Do you remember? 
one eight hundred get out. Seven three eight double oh two. there you go. I wasn't there very long. Right, yeah. No, me, me neither. Look, gonna I've been fortunate. Trail. I think I've had in excess of forty seven Holdens um over the years. And out of them I've got to say there's a couple of really key favourite ones, but the ultimate desirable, untouchable for me would be Coupe 60. I just look at that car and go, wow, if I could have, that would have been one of the purchase cars because it was just the coolest <clears throat> looking car. Absolutes. Well, my mum had the 73 HQ and that obviously brings back memories. But the, there's one car that sticks out to me, which was um, my wife at the moment, uh, at the moment, because I'm going to have many more. Why not? Um, I, got a, I got a HR Holden, 13s, light brown, the tan interior, 186 with a power glide, and 13s. Again, I mentioned the 13s because they stressed me out. And it was the first car I had after meeting her. And it was the first car I modified whilst I was with her. And it turned out I put 14-inch HQ rims on it. I lowered it. I cleaned it. I detailed all that sort of stuff. And I have a photograph of her back in 1999 standing next to the car, just looking stunning like she does today. If I could have any Holden... I would have, and it had rust in it, but it was just cool. It was yours. Yeah, you know what? It, it, and, I'll, and I'll try and get the photo to you guys, and you'll probably look at it and say, you know what? That's actually cool mm. when you see it. And it, it was nothing special, but th- I have it because it's my whole story. And there's story. a story that went through with it. It's yeah. my whole story. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that, that that's yeah, the one cool. I'd have. Yep. Talk well, to so us. Basically, Jason's just walked in the most expensive Michelin star restaurant and asked for a meat pie. Yeah. But um, come on, Mono Brow, th- what do you got? I think um, gold for me, for me, no, well, yeah, I did have, I've had two of them actually. Mm. Um, I think I'd actually like probably one of the VR uh, supercars. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Why not? Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean the closest yeah, road going version you could get was the GDSR, mm. and uh, that Wang was the mother of all Wangs. There you go. We've got that one. Here's on one you prepared earlier yeah. in Taxi Yellow. And yeah. interestingly, when they come out new, they were eighty five thousand dollars. And people yeah. laughed and went, no way, those things going to hold their money. Yeah. It looks like a bloody taxi, when mate. They, and it's like, only a three-away. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. stroker, but yeah. um, look at them now. Yeah. And there was a blueprint option, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. There was a 10 grand blueprint option. Yeah, for the yeah. HRT optimised engine. Sensational. Mm. But, you well, know, it'd be kind of cool to just be like, open the shed. Oh, yeah, just got Lounge's old yeah. supercar, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Given the yeah. fact that your arm is the way you are, I understand why you picked a car like that, so people can see you coming, mate. We do a driving style. So, well done. Good choice, Just Mark. Just a quick stab in there right yeah, at the end absolutely. of the show. <laughs> Still drive better than Jason with one arm regardless. <laughs> Don't do. call you the one arm bandit for nothing, eh? Mm. <laughs> oh, I guess, uh, you know, we could go on for hours. There's we could. so could. many, so many. Look, this may yeah, even there's over 60-odd years worth of history sitting in, yeah. in, in what that line does. And one of the things I'm sort of saying to my team out at Peter Page Holden is, that, you know, we've got to go through these next seven months holding our heads high and be the pride of the line. Um, we're all red-blooded, and uh, yeah, it's sad what's happened today, but there's a whole lot of stuff that you know, generations after us are going to enjoy based on what we are doing as far as you know, holding on to that heritage and, uh, and, and shows like this where you're actually giving people a chance to, oh, wow, I never heard about that car, and they'll mm-hmm. go away. They'll Google it, they'll look it up, and they'll go in and, and spend some money at uh, the National Motor Museum or, uh, or what have you. And there's a Piazza in the National Motor there Museum, is. just wet. for the record, yeah. so we should, we should uh, we, we give people go down and see that. <laughs> So, yeah, quick plug for your uh, your VK and what you guys are Yeah, look, I, I guess one of my favourites has always been the Commodore. Um, and uh, over the, the past couple of years, I've run a VK, uh, which we call Shed Spec. It's a play on the SS logo, Shed Spec, because it's made up of shit that we found in the shed. And we use it Why for... What happens if you've got a lisp? 
Jesus, mate, let's crack up. So, yeah, um, so, like, because we're running out of time. Well, look, so Team Shed Spec on Facebook, check us out. Uh, we do the Aussie Muscle Car Run each year for the Leukemia Foundation. So this car has done Eastern Creek, it's done Phillip Island, it's done Malalar, the Bend, all the box and dice. And the beauty of it is it's just bits and pieces that we've had laying around the true Aussie way. We've thrown it together. It looks pretty cool. It's done some pretty good times around some of the circuits, and it's driven everywhere we've gone. Sweet. Garage of Awesome. Garage of Awesome. Like me on Facebook and Insta. Duckface? No. <laughs> All right. So, no, big thanks, guys. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, it's been a pleasure having you guys in to talk about all this cool stuff and we yeah. could sit here for hours mate thanks we could for come having us and do it all over again so we certainly could. same time next week we'll be here okay and Come that on. ladies Whoa. and gentlemen is done get in buckle up and come for a ride with the Hoonatics cars bikes and anything else with an engine in it let's go